Be gentle with yourself. Just be gentle. See if you can hold yourself in a tender way, showing tenderness to yourself, to that vulnerable part of the human. Be with your own vulnerability. And see how exquisitely beautiful it is. Something you've got to sense and feel. Because your head doesn't know anything about it. Just be present to it. In a tender, gentle way. Honouring yourself, honouring your own humanity. Maybe see if there's normally a different attitude towards your own vulnerability in your everyday life. Do you dismiss it? Does it not get a look in? Do you ever hold it like it wants to be held right now? Like it is being held right now? Do you ever hold your own tenderness in that way, your own vulnerability? without being self-critical at all. Just recognize how you usually are with this part of yourself that's deep inside your heart and how you can be right now towards it. And is your usual MO very different to how it feels right now? That's your personal quest right now. Is it very different to how it feels right now? If you're not have in the habit of holding your own vulnerability, where does it go? What does it do? Where does that part of your humanity hang out? When you're in your roles at work, at home,
bring it in. If it's something you've put in the back seat or you've ignored habitually, just bring it in. Include it. Acknowledge it. Gentle tenderness towards yourself. Towards the intimate part that we have no words for. But when your heart is open, gosh, you can feel it. Include it, huh? Fully expressing and living our humanity involves us being fully whole. And so all parts of yourself get called back. We heal the child. We heal the fetus. We heal the teen. We heal the adult. Because life experiences can be hard. Include all of it. Call back all those fragments that might have gotten splintered off or put in the freezer. So that you, the adult, now can embrace all parts of you. Can include all parts of you. There's a line of a song going around in my head and I can't remember who, who sings it. But the repeated line is, is uh, all I ever wanted was to come in from the cold. Be with all parts of yourself, even if they're from other times, out in the ethers. Whether you can sense that stuff or not, it happens when we're asleep. We travel around the place, pull back all parts. Let your heart heal. It's for you to reclaim those parts of yourself. It's for you to pull yourself in from the cold. That's the gift we can give to ourselves. And if we've had experiences of not being loved enough, it actually doesn't matter. All the potency for our healing is for us to love ourselves enough. And it's not enough until it's unconditional. That's when it becomes enough.
and unconditional love has no commentary. It's got no judgment. It's fully embracing, welcome yourself back in from the cold. is the game maker. When we do this work, we just recognize its tricks and go, oh, okay, I see what it's doing. It's not something negative. It just plays around, giving us experiences. Love that too. It's a beautiful tool. involved in creating every experience. <clears throat> and love your dualistic lens that enables you to see diversity so that you can experience contrast, so that you can feel the richness of what it's like to to play in a world that pretends to have separate parts when really it's all the same. Showing up in different forms but made of the same stuff. And your dualistic lens allows you to play with it. Love that too. whether your mind knows it or not, some part of you knows that everything is connected. There's just one, just one. And at the core of that one, there is love. There is love. If you send that love into all the parts of you that don't know love, that imagine that the absence of love is a real threat, the parts of you that have memories of the absence of love, let love include those old memories. Pull them in. Let them be softened and healed by love. Let love inform, lift, heal those parts of you that have memories of the absence of love. (laughs) 
Let healing come to your heart. Let healing love wash over your memory bank. Let love soften those parts that imagine that they must be hard in order to protect you and keep you safe. No part of you is excluded because it's unconditional. Let love embrace all of you. love embrace your body. All of it. Let love embrace your mind, your beautiful mind. All of it. Let love surround your heart, healing it. To where it knows your heart is safe. And that for it to be open is what it was wired to do. It's what it was created for. your heart open to you, to you. That's where it's got to start, where your heart is open to you, for you. Be tender with you. in your relationship with you. Let there be love for all parts of you. Unconditional love for all parts of you. So you become one unit within the bigger one unit. For you to know that you're whole and complete. And that no longer parts of you are splintered off because of experiences or judgments or self-criticism. 
to find resolution. It's just a pattern that can be broken. Choose love instead. Choose love. And similar to the other day when we engaged in the room from keeping 10% of your attention in the deepest point of perceiving that you could access. Today, be aware of love. Be aware of wholeness. Be aware of that tenderness towards yourself. And see if your heart can stay as open as it is right now when you open your eyes and as you participate. See how that is for you. Yes, Georgia. Vulnerability. Um, it, it seems to me at age 70, I am beginning a whole new life. <clears throat> I've spent the last three years kind of um, like the gentleman was describing Friday night um, no desire, no motivation. I was very satisfied just to sit at home and do nothing. And then uh, what was it, a month ago, I got your email that you were doing this. And it was the first time in several years that I felt an excitement about moving in this direction, coming here. And since then, the, the, uh, uh, this sense of wanting to live differently has really... You know, like, I'm here. <laughs> yes. So the vulnerability, uh, I was noticing that there are three things primarily that I've uh, engaged in lately. One is a, um, well, my work that I do with people, which is basically helping people to, to gather the shattered parts, the splintered parts back. It's kind of... Um, most of the people I work with have had awakenings. And with that, there is definitely a cleanup needed. Absolutely. A waking up and a cleaning up. And I, I think it's Ken Weber who sort of coined that phrase. And that's, that, that is the, such a joy. That's a complete joy for me. And there is a vulnerability with that. But it's very different than the vulnerability I experience in the two other areas I'm going to share. 
working with people, it almost doesn't seem like I'm vulnerable. And when I know I am, and I know, you know, that I am, I'm just there to express the truth of the, the moment and be there as space for this person to see what they've come to see, whatever that truth is, whatever that, that piece is that needs to be reintegrated or taken in tenderly. Yes. So I don't have any attachment to um, whatever it is I'm doing with another person. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like a vulnerability. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Okay. The other two sections, I'm, I'm writing a book and have been doing that for 26 years. <laughs> Finally going, okay, I think I am going to write this. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And that, that there, there is a definite vulnerability there that, um, since you brought it up, I'm detecting. And it's shadowed by, again, thoughts of, I don't know if I can do this. I don't want to, you know, and it's too hard. And so that vulnerability seems easier to uh, to let be, to let, you know, because I can just drop the thoughts. And then there's this other area where I am interacting with my mortgage company who says I owe a debt, and I'm saying, just show me proof of that. And I've been to court a couple of times, and I feel totally, completely out of control, completely, I guess vulnerable is is a word to use. Um, And it goes back to what you were saying yesterday and put on the board about the the duality, the non-duality, is I have this sense that dealing with the court system and mortgage companies and those kinds of things, it's like you were saying, when you go to lunch, you need to have the language to ask for your burger or whatever it is. And so I'm a little bit um, feeling out of control, and I don't know if that's the same thing as vulnerable or not, but I, I get the sense that there's something I'm kind of missing in my interaction with the dualistic court system. Mm. So mm. Um, there it is. What pops up um, when you started speaking about the court is, is that those systems, whether it's intentional or not, they, they largely work through intimidating the individuals. Yes, yes. I, and just to verify that, uh, when I went to court this last time, um, my solar plexus began to bounce back and forth, up and down, uh-huh. all on its own. I had no control over it. Yeah. Uh, it was as if one of those horror movies where somebody gets something coming out. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know something was going to pop out of me. Yeah. <laughs> my whole body, my whole body just shook. And the judge was saying, sit down, sit down. And I went, no, I'm shaking right now. I'm just talking about it. So, um, anyway, that's just verification that yeah. the, and, and from, from that shaking, it calmed down, and I was left with absolutely nothing to say. And I had notes in front of me to say, right. but I had no 
nothing moving me to go to the notes or anything. So please, go ahead, finish what you were going to say. Yeah, I think some part of you might have tuned in to the intimidation energy that's part of those systems. Big institutions, really, is what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, And it, it, it can be paralyzing. Oh, that was, I was paralyzed. Yeah, and it feels like the, you know, some part of your energy field, I don't know, or we could just say the dualistic lens, you know, uh-huh. it's like instead of it functioning, it got sucked in to the paralysis of intimidation. Yes. You know, so if there's a way for you to like, yeah, I, 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 I see how this is rigged to, to freak the hell out of me, so I'm, I'm, I'm beaten into submission through this feeling yeah. of, of being, you know, powerless individual against yeah. this huge thing, yeah. huge body. Yeah. So, so if, if you can see that, you know yourself, if we see something, we're not tied into it so much, you know? Yes. Um, if you could see the, the, the energy of the institution and how it uses the system. So we've got two intimidating systems here. We've got a financial company and we've got the court system. <sighs> That's a lot of density. Yes. 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 That's a lot of density. And what it does is it can trigger our dualistic lens that goes, ah, mm-hmm. it's just, there's just little me here against all of this. And yeah. we, we get locked down. And the intimidation works. It works. Yeah. So what lens was left? Your non-dual lens. And I was like, okay, I'm, I, 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 need to be the, I, I need to be proactive here and, and take a stance. And, but it was paralyzed. Uh-huh. So I think energetically that's what happened. Yes. So, so um, if, if you could practice seeing every letter or every document, every time you open an email, whatever way the communication goes on about that mortgage, uh-huh. it, open it all. And any institution that comes, like a healthcare bill, and anything yeah. that, that comes from a big body, it's like, okay, this is a play, and I'm so going to watch how I don't get caught into this is a big body, uh-huh. the intimidation of a big unit, Versus individual yeah. me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I have begun to do that. Yeah, good. Because the last, um, the last three letters to the mortgage company um, have been such that I just, I keep saying the same thing. And I don't buy into their, their, uh, their answers to my request are um, not answers at all. They don't give me the information I'm looking for. And I keep asking. And I've done it in such a way that it's called um, a, a, a dispute. Um, you're disputing a bill. Okay. And until they answer all my questions, that dispute keeps them from taking any other action. Ah. So in that way... Um, you're rising to it. Yeah, yeah. You're able to play the game there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so the thing is, when we're on the spiritual path, we will lose if we play the intimidation game back. It's like that that toolkit gets taken away from us because yeah. it, it's too darn dense. Yeah, because well, it, it's based out of fear. You see? Yeah, and it doesn't seem like I can even do that. Uh, you can't. Sure, you've lost that toolkit totally. Yes, you have. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, so you can't intimidate them. All you can do is come from honesty and integrity. Now, if a system that has its power out of intimidation, which is, if you're fearful, they have more power, control, Uh yeah. 
they can they can determine the outcome a little bit more when we're fearful so it works it works yeah. so if we don't play that game what are you looking at honesty integrity that might not be able to be comprehended by that institution at all right it might have no faculty within it to it actually so. receive receive honest like what is she talking about what's going on here uh-huh. because the energy of honesty integrity is like nowhere to land right and that sometimes is as good as it gets yeah yeah, I'm coming to that too. You know? I might, might have to write dispute letters for a long you time. You might. You might. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and keep kind of just sending that energy of like honesty and integrity. Keep sending uh-huh. it in. Yes. So it's, it's, it's one massive mass of energy, you know, and your own light. Just like... Yes. It might be cotton balls or it might be pinholes that you can prick in it, yes. but it might be as soft as a cotton ball and like... It's kind of going, what's wrong with this little old lady? I mean, they really could have that attitude. They really yeah. could have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In order to pull away your power. Right. So, so seeing, seeing the game, disconnecting from any part of your system that might have any residue of being powerless and acting from powerless, yeah. you've got to get all that healed. Yeah. All of that has to come out of this, any part, anywhere. And I think part of me participating in this way Yes. With them is for that. Yes, I it's agree. For that. I yeah. agree. You're wiring yourself to stand in a different way against an energy that would be normally oppressive yes. and controlling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, actually, this is my response now. Uh-huh. You yeah. know? Yeah. The other thing that um, I just wanted to pass by you and see what comes is. The love I have for the work that I do with people, um, it's sporadic. Now, over the last three years, I understand that because I was in that mode and it would, you know, I'd have maybe three to five clients a, mo- a month. And, um, but now I feel like, it's kind of like what you were saying Friday night, I want to inspire, I want yes. to touch more people. Yes. And I just wanted to kind of see what you yes. have to say about that. Yes. The, the willingness is half of it. Yes. The feeling that like, whoa, whoa, I, you can, if you can taste inspiration, there's something, that, that, that's, that's the start of, that's the pilot light, yeah. you know, yeah. to start the yeah. whole uh-huh. flame of it. I think it's lit. I think it's lit too. I think it's lit too. Yeah. Can the book be woven into that, or does it, like... Oh, is absolutely, okay. yes. Um, the book is basically um, about different experiences of mine mm-hmm. that I've had in the waking up process yeah. and how, uh, how it's been integrated into everyday life. And that's what I help people with, is, yeah. is, is integrating yeah. the waking up into everyday humanity. Yeah. So... Yeah, but I'm not sure I know what you mean by, um, what do you mean? By um, when a project takes 26 years, and then I'm looking at, mm, something, something about that book needs to be woven into the inspiration. But if it takes 20 years, it doesn't have a pilot light underneath it. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering, okay, there, there's, a, there's something in me kind of saying, is there some, some part of the book, something or... Or is it to be rewritten with the pilot light underneath it? Or how do we how do we impregnate inspiration into the book? 
Ah, and that is so true because as you say it, I can feel that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. Right. That's right. It right. wouldn't take 26 years otherwise. No, it's missing right. some fire that, yeah. that you have already yeah. in you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Hmm. So if that means scrapping everything and that, you know, parking mm -hmm. everything really, you don't have to delete anything, but parking what you have to date and going, all right, all right. Let's see what gets written now from the pilot oh, yeah. light. What's inspirational wow. from my experience? How can I weave it in so the message is inspirational? Yes. So that that can feed the audience. Yeah. That's what's been missing. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't ready, you know? Yeah. It, it yeah. was just, it yeah. had to roll the way it had to roll. I'm good with the way it went. Yeah. And I'm good with the way it's going to go, however that Yes. Is. Yes. Yes, I know that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have too much work done to be caught up in anything else, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that's great. Thank yeah, you. sure, sure. Yeah, it's like, okay, do I feel the inspiration? All right, let's open this book, the book project, you know? Let's open yeah. it, yeah. you know, and let it come from there. But you've got to impregnate it yeah. with yeah. the fire of inspiration. Yeah, and I think uh, the things that I've written most recently would be included um, uh, and I, what's coming to me is that what I've written 26 years ago, it, from there to maybe a, a year ago, um, I was thinking I needed to include that, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. It was a prep. It was a prep for yeah. where you are now. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. Yeah. So okay. set, set, let's set a deadline for the first draft. Oh, okay. Yes, we've got accountability going on here. All right. There's nothing like a deadline. <laughs> it's movable, but but how's next September? September? Uh huh. Uh, but you'll draft one completed by next September. We? We're in, That's um, nine months. It's, it's nine months. A good pregnancy. It's nine months. To impregnate and gestate. Yes. It's a gestation period in our species. September 2nd. All right. And I only know that because I'm a September baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great month. My granddaughter, who's four years old, was born then. And I'm. she's another part of my life that... Just is, you know, so completely wonderful. I'm, and I'm totally vulnerable with her. Yeah. And she yeah. with me. And, you know, so yeah, Good. September is great. Okay. Yeah. And Thank then just you. that month is when draft one gets like, all right, draft one is done. Okay. That's the toughest one, the first draft. Yeah. That's the first one. Because yeah. after that, then you're just chopping and, you know. Yeah. I can already feel the, um, the, uh, Whatever the resistances are, the belief systems, and yeah. I can already feel them popping up. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, I want that. That's what I want. That's right. I want to see it. That's right. And I'm going to go for it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. high water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So watch when there's procrastination. It's like, the only thing I have to do is put my butt on the seat. That's a ha I just have to physically be there. And then you'll feel the book talking to you. You know, but if yes. your boat isn't on the seat because you're deciding to, you know, clean out the kitchen closets, you know, you know, because that's more important totally than sitting right. down. Yeah, yeah, the procrastination <laughs> thing is extraordinary, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's like, well, you know, Netflix, put that boat. Netflix uh, is much more of a priority sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's a lot of must sees there. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's yeah. Great. yeah. So it's like, no. Put your butt on the seat. Put your butt on the seat. That's what draft one is about, is putting your butt on the seat. Yeah. 
So it's like, yeah, just put my butt in the seat. Put, really? Yeah. If you break it down like that, put yeah. my butt in the seat. Yeah. You know, it's like, did I put my butt in the seat today? No, I didn't. I am going to do it tomorrow morning. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to have an emotional reaction. I'm just putting my butt in the seat. Yeah. And that's your yeah. writing seat. Yeah. You know? Sounds like the first chapter, too. <laughs> 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 what did you say? Sounds like the first chapter, too. Yeah. Put your butt oh, in yeah. the seat. Oh, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right. September it is. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank beautiful. you. And thank all of you. You're you're such beautiful reflections of divinity. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. Let's scoot it across. Yeah. We've got Tony, Denise, and Tony at this side. Okay. Thank you. Um, Hi. I just want to reflect back on something you shared yesterday, and we talked a little bit about it last night. So with psychic and mediums, and I am very psychic, and I can be a medium, not a channel, a medium. And it was so liberating when you said, you know, you get caught in this loop, and I just saw it so clear. And it was so freeing to me that I didn't have to do that. And for years, since I was a child, I carried it as like, this was my dharma. This was a gift, a gift. It's not a gift. It's yes. very distracting. And, you know, I've helped a lot of people and it's been great. But at the same time, it, it's, it, it does keep you imprisoned, so to speak. Yes. So I really worked through it, you know, you know, just kind of looking at it from many different angles. And there's some subtleties in there that... I want assistance in kind of teasing out. Sure. So what's the difference between being psychic and intuitive? And like when you were sharing with the couple about the puppy, you know, it it was funny. Last week I gave that same information to a a couple I was working with um, and how it would be supportive. So was was that psychic or was that intuitive or was I going into a healing space to share with them? Because... I mean, I, I personally am not invested in whether or not they have a puppy. I mean, sure. it wasn't coming from me. It was just like, so there's a, there's a gray zone between when pure source, pure consciousness is flowing through me and I'm sharing and sometimes I'm aware what's coming out of my mouth and sometimes I just don't remember. Like it, it flows and they get the information and other times it's they're asking specific questions and then I, I go into like a, it shows me like a movie, like, you know what I mean? Like I see it like a movie or when I'm talking to someone that's crossed over, I see them as if I'm looking at you. Um, so I just want to refine that. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to just send it all back. That's fine. And, and being ordinary is extraordinary and looking forward to being in that, but also don't want to shut down any inner, you know, inner guidance that I'm receiving for myself. Why not? Let's say we just take the deep dive and you shut down all of it. All of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, the inner guidance, I think, has been my inner sanctuary. You know, as a kid, knowing I was different and, yes. and living in that world, you know, it was my safe place. Sure. And where I was understood. Yes. And I could understand. I had a context to understand myself. Yes. So, and the, and the world that's, ordinary, you know, without any of those inner guidance systems is a little frightening for me because 
it's served me. I mean, it's kept me out of trouble. It's kept me out of, you know, going to a path and everything. So I guess if I get into trouble, I get into trouble. What you're describing is healing the inner child, is, is dropping the tools that were created in order to keep the inner child safe, keep her safe. Okay. So, so what we're doing is like, do you really need those tools? Are you... Because you're still working out from the inner child there, do you see? Got it, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have any of those things, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be naked. Be without any tools at all. And see if you're really not safe. Okay. See if you're really not understood, you know? Test it now. So in my work, you know, because I do a couple different things, um, I rely on, you know, like putting my butt in the seat and allowing, you know, things to show up and being guided down those, don't do any of that. I'm kind of extreme. Okay. <laughs> if, if it were me, I would cut off the whole lot. Cut her all out and see what, wow. see what is the experience of cutting it all out. Then, then let's see what comes back in and why it comes back in. Okay. So what about meditation? Should I just not, like, because I do kind of like a... Um, I got too codependent on my meditation, my puja, my meditation practice, so I cut that out and just kind of had my meditation being in everything I did as much as I could be aware. So yes. I snap out, you know, but... Yes, sure. So don't do that either. Like, just cut it all and just, like, when I wake up in the morning, just... But if you're just being aware, what, what, how is that using the, the intuitive or psychic skills? I mean, usually when I wake up, I kind of breathe, you know, I kind of come into my, back into my body yes, and good. pull those parts back into me because yeah. they're all over the place yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And just really kind of focus on the light, you know, just, right. you know, expanding and making sure it's kind of in my solar plexus okay. and starting the day that way. Okay. And it's usually the first thing I do before I get my okay. feet on the floor. Yeah. And that, I feel, aligns me yeah. with source. It pulls your parts back in. That, yeah. That's, that's like brushing your teeth for your soul. Right. So you I, know, I do do that. That's a good so, morning practice. So that's to okay pull, to yeah. continue to do. Yeah, okay. it is to, to pull yourself back in. Yeah, so that there's more so this, of you to do with the like day. Like this morning, I usually call in all my angels and my guides, and I was like, nope. Well done. Nope. That's right. Nope, you just breathe. That's just right. Breathe and well done. in. Well so, done. Yeah. Well done. Okay, just breathe. Just stay present. Be ordinary. Be in the moment. That's going to be great. Yeah, also a bit of unknown territory. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Oh, absolutely. Like, where's the fear? Where's the attachment? What's, what's, what, what, what? Is there a danger around now that you felt that there was a danger? No. No, there isn't. No. But the patterns are as though it continues to be unsafe. And they'll try, I mean, I I watched, you know, the little hook there and I was like, no, no. So, yeah. I cut it all out. Okay. Put it all out and see what happens because I mean, something's going to happen, you know. It'll probably come back in another way, but much cleaner, which is amazing. Because uh, it, what was really interesting, and not to take time, but in the last two weeks, we had a client who lost their son very unexpectedly, 23 years old. And in working with the family every day, you know, and you know, the ability of having these people see the um, possibility. He's okay. He yes. was on their side. Yes. He was so free and so beautiful. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's telling me stories to communicate to them and everything, yes. you know, which was incredibly healing for their yes. family. Yes. But at the same time, they're, 
they're starting to become a, a dependency as well as my ego. You know, all I'm doing is like, oh, no, no. Yeah. And so that that's where the trap is. Yes. And, and I'm grateful that you said it because it it, it was like, that, that's there it. Is. Don't yeah. go there. Don't know? go there. Yeah. So there probably will be a phase of people asking you for a while. I know. And it's like, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And then, and then they'll find somebody else. But there is a phase of, I remember that actually of like, somebody being very ill who, who actually died. Um, a young woman in her 35 and she was, mm, so she's, she's part of my ex-husband. I, I think, I don't know if we were divorced or still together at the time. I don't know. But, but he was saying, Jack, I need you to just see what's going on in her body. They can't figure out what it is, but, but she, she, it looks like she's slipping, you know? And I had given it all back. And it was like, here's the first test. And I'm like, I don't do this anymore. And he said, what? But it's so-and-so. It, it's her. You're like, What? What are you talking about? And being like, okay with people getting upset because like, I have, I can already, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. I can't do it. And he had to go back and tell the family, like his family that were my family, you know, by marriage, you know. And they were like, what? She won't help us. And I was like, okay, let the fallout come. Mm-hmm. Let the fallout come. Okay. I, this is what I have to do because there would be that one and, they, and, and I wouldn't have... So in that case, could you at least just send, you know, send healing or, or be present or hold a healing space? I did nothing. You did nothing? I did nothing. Okay. I just like, universe, you're going to have to just pick up that tab. Got it. Could she recommend somebody else? Like you did that for me. I called you one time and you recommended a different intuitive. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do that now. I send still, people on. Yeah, because there's still a part of me that wants to serve, but I don't need to be the, the server. You know, not yeah, in that way. Religious, yeah. Not in that way. There's too yeah. much of your past woven into it. Yeah, got it. it. Not in that way. So it'll come back in another way. Mm-hmm. You know, I use psychic skills quite a lot in this work. You know, I'm Thank like, hold you. on, I'm not left. They're, they're, I found it. You know, that's, I'm using a psychic skill. I, I just keep it. different. It, it was like, and I kept hearing this, and it's, it's terrible, and I, I dodged a bullet. I mean, that's what I kept hearing after you said that. It was like, bing, 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 and I was like, what? And so I'm so grateful because I saw it all, and yeah. it was great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, you know, and if, if, as I yeah. tease this out, and I yeah. say tease it out because it's going to need some... Yeah. Um, unweaving. It is. Yeah, a little it bit. Is. Be okay with that. You know, if I need support, I'll, I'll reach out and we sure. make sure those threads are in. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. sure. It's, it, you know, I'm all for going to the extreme because then I know, I just know that I'm not playing any game at all. Yeah. And I'm able then to watch to see what comes back in and I can feel if it comes with an agenda or not. Yeah. If you kind of go halfway and you're editing, Mm-mm. I don't think it's going to no, work. it's not going to work. It's not, yeah. yeah. It's just high risk. You know? My, 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 you know, the mind is so tricky. Tricky. Yeah. And, and, um, intelligent. You know, I just, I watched a few. I looked back at a few things. I was like, oh, look how smart. You know, look yes. how trickster you were. That's right. Isn't that funny? You know, it's That's kind right. of humorous, it's like but yes, it, yes. Yeah. It's so like I, I, I'm an alcoholic. You know, I'm going to give up spirits, but I keep drinking beer. It's like what? You know, it's a bit <laughs> like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sure. Much. You're thank welcome. You. The lady beside you, and then yeah, the psychic thing is pulling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just from from you, it's a triangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. 
<laughs> Hi. Uh, my name is Hannah. Hi, Hannah. And I'm new to this group. Um, so this requires a little bit of extra vulnerability, which yeah. I am, I wouldn't say particularly good at, at this point in my life. Um, okay, so I want to talk to you um, about a dream I had last night. Um, <clears throat> um, there was a, some kind of a door, you know, the, uh, with a hole in it, you know, kind of like a, a little cat, you know, uh, thing, but it was a little bit bigger. And I was, for some reason in the dream, I was kind of wanting to go through it, um, thinking, oh, I'm going to go through that. And, um, and it didn't, it didn't work. Like I, um, I had a really hard time getting through it. Um, and one of the things that's been on my mind is I've gained about 40 pounds in the last probably three or four years. And it's very painful for me. Very sad about it. And there's not much that I feel in terms of power to deal with it. Mm. There's a, a lot of places in my life where I'm pretty powerful. This is one place where I feel pretty powerless. So, yeah. <laughs> What's it like for you to feel powerless? Are you okay feeling powerless? Or, or is it full of judgment? Like, can, can, you, can you bring in powerlessness and say, hey, the universe is giving me the experience of being powerless? Oh, it's hard. Feeling powerless is very hard. Feeling helpless is hard. Yeah. There's, there, the, the turnaround for you is, is, has to do with being with feeling powerless and helpless. Having that experience fully and not rejecting it or blaming or anything, but really say, God, this is what it feels like. This is just what it feels like. It's like you... you, you I, I want you to... That's the door. Go through that flap of, of feeling... Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is how you're having the experience of being helpless and powerless. Don't run from that experience. That's the one. That's the one. If, if we've had a life of, you know, where, where power came easy and we're able to, you know, stand in our power, very often we end up being shown the opposite experience. Very often. And it's about breaking our value system and breaking our... You know, it's like, you know, we can actually swing the opposite way. It loosens us because we're not tied into one identity or one way of being. It happens, it happens quite a bit. Some of us get that as like, thump, it swings over the other way. It's like, wow, here's the opposite. This is really alien to me. That's really healthy for us, you know? Because Except that it's not really healthy for me, <laughs> you know, physically. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And yeah. I get the yes. development of identity. And yes, my identity is very much into... Having power and control yes. and yes, and, and how will you manage being powerless and being helpless? 
How will you manage that? I don't know. Okay. This I don't is, know how to manage that. This is where we have to go. And your body is giving you the experience of allowing that feeling to happen, of allowing that space to happen. Your body is saying, I'm up for it. It's going to take me three years, but I'll do it. I'll carry the price for her to have that experience. They just take the hits, they'll absorb the pain, then rise up and say, I'll let, let that lesson come through me. And then what? Okay. All right. So, okay. There's two ways of saying, and then what? I just want to make sure that you're not jumping over the experience. Oh, of course there is a desire to jump over the experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but you'll you give yourself the experience? Yeah, yeah. Okay, super. Yeah. And even write about it or paint it and say, okay, I'm going to just sit in being helpless and powerless all day. Mm. All day. I want to know exactly what this feels like. How bad can it get? What is this like? Mm. Because if we've, if we've had power, we have to know the opposite so that we have a clean relationship with power. Mm. So, so that's what's going to come mm. is a cleaner relationship of power. Because when somebody has power, you know, there's somebody else in the equation that mightn't be feeling yes. it at all or might be intimidated by it. Yeah. It's like, what, what is that energy? So you need to know that space so that you have a better relationship with power. That's where you're going. How, how will I know that I have a better relationship with power? Because with the wisdom to know how it's impacting others, mm. that mm. will be informing you. Mm. So your expression of power will be different mm. because you'll know exactly... Yes. You'll be able to read, whoa, this person is yeah. picking up my intention of doing good, but they're picking it up as, yeah. as, as power yeah. because there's some helplessness pattern going on in them. How can I deliver this in another way? You see? To recognize helplessness in others. Yes. Yeah. The only way it's going to come to you is through this. It's the only way. Mm. For you to know exactly. It's like an empath is being developed there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you've come through that experience, of course, it's like, hey, body, let's work together now. We can, any, any, any hiding I was doing behind being the powerful woman, because you will find that in some way it was hiding some fear in you or it was, you know, and all that has to be cleaned up. It's your relationship with power is what this game is about. Okay, so of course you've lost the power over your body, of course. You know, to manage it, to control it. It's like, okay, can we can we be potent with our body from a, from a place of love and tenderness and taking care? You see, if it looks like that, that it's around nurturing and responding to your body's needs. But to get there, you, you you'll have to go through. Okay, where where have I abused power? Where do I use it to hide? And what am I hiding? You'll have to do some of that mm-hmm. after the, the, the day or days of helpless, hopeless, powerlessness. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the map that I see. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Tony was next. And, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Hi. Hi there. I um, have some fear about being able to explain this well. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'll just see. <clears throat> so the, the meditation had an impact on me. Um, I think this is about resistance to parts of me. So I, I think I developed some um, pretty strong compartmentalization ways of doing things. I think that the peak of that was my internship year. I had sort of the worst depression anxiety I ever had in my life. and. Um, I, I couldn't work for a month, but the rest of the time I was working, I was very much like trying to just keep that away from what I was doing. Um, and I think that's sort of alive, uh, or it can be alive in me, uh, compartmentalization. And it's not all bad, actually. Um, I've done a lot of work, sort of emotional work, uh, you know, the vulnerable parts of me and, and loving them and healing them. There's probably more to do. The one thing that I noticed a lot of resistance to was um, so I'm going to rewind five years. I saw your prama and I told you about this like fullness in my ear and that sort of evolved and I ended up with um, some, something called sudden sensory neural hearing loss. I went deaf in this ear uh, and then it came back, like I got treated with steroids and like, like it doesn't always come back, but a lot of it came back. But I have hearing loss and I have a lot of ringing in my ears, yeah. And you know, you hear about people getting very upset about the ringing in their ears and you know, killing themselves, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I'm not like that, um, but I, it's a, like, it, it's hard, you know, like when I'm aware of it, I'm, I, and I push it out of my awareness most of the time. I don't know if I'm pushing it or, but I'm not aware of it most of the time. I think I just sort of engage with whatever's yeah. going on, but like during the meditation, it was there the whole time. Um, there's some emotions, there's sort of not liking it uh, as part of that experience. And it's really, it really this whole morning, pretty much. I mean, since then, some people have been talking. I've pretty much been aware of it. Um, I think it's sort of like not sure what to do with it. Because that, that has more or less worked to just push it out of my awareness. Like, I'm living my life, you know. Um, I like the feeling of being confident. I like the feeling of connecting with Alec. I don't like some of the vulnerable stuff. Like, it's it sort of, it, I can get like... Um, that could get sort of over. My fear is that it would be overwhelming. I don't know if it's actually overwhelming. I'm glad you divided the two. You uh -huh. fear of it, and, but you don't know if it's actually what, what could happen. Yeah. 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 And, and so I actually I think I'm maybe further along with the sort of emotional vulnerability like that's I'm more ease with that than this ring in my ears. You know, like the, that's like, that feels like there's a lot of pushback to that. Um, so that's pretty much what 
Mm. Yeah, let's 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 play with this a bit. I'm wondering if if the ringing in your ears, if we soften it a little bit to like, I just don't put my attention on it, rather than pushing it out. So can we can we remove anything that might be any version of resistance or fight or control or if there's if it, if it's allowed to be there. But you just choose not to put your attention on it. I mean, in, in theory, that sounds good. I think the, the issue when you say remove the resistance, it's like that's that's not so easy, actually. Ah, that's like it's there. Okay. Like maybe that has to be allowed too somehow. Yeah. Y- yes, it does. It, it it depends which way we're we're going. But yes, there is another approach of I accept the resistance. It's fine. And that softens all of it. So, um, yeah, I think the that that energy of resist, the energy of compartmentalization, um, I, don't, I don't know how to say it, but it, there's some feeling of. Like maybe that's what needs to be healed. Do you feel in your heart that you can be without that tool? Because it was a tool that was very useful. Do I feel that I could be without it? Yeah. I don't. Let me, let me just sit with that for a second. Sure. There's, um, what I can say is that I don't know how that would work exactly, but there's some willingness to move in that direction. And what are you feeling right now? Um, kind of a lot of, uh, energy, a lot of, uh, it feels kind of good. Okay. 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 Impossibility. Right. It's not really computing how that would work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But the, if the feeling is that, like, yeah, there's there's a willingness, and then I have this feeling that that this 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 is a direction to go in. I want you to be reading that within yourself as you are now. Must be what to read, be able to read that internal compass that you have right now. The willingness. Yeah. Um, and the energy that's there to, to actually, oh, there's a possibility here. And there's an energy around it. it. It's important that you're able to read that. And in one way, I'm kind of swapping out one tool for another. Uh-huh. But it's, 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 it's less around, you know, the compartmentalization. It's not, because that's, that's, that's kind of a crisis management strategy, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas what I'm after is like a more acute sense of, of just, mm, what's working for me now? Just what's working for me now. I know you're. I know you're able to do that, but it's like, could we use that tool instead of the compartmentalization? So as the compartmentalization goes, it's like, does this feel okay? Does this feel okay? 
How far will I go here? So you're suggesting instead of compartmentalization that I tune into what tool could work for me now? Yeah, it's like a feeling, a feeling of the tool. The tool is, is your inner feeling, the possibility and the energy. That's okay. the tool. It's for you to follow your gut. I'm kind of bringing you from your head to your body. That's what I'm trying to do. So the possibility was like releasing compartmentalization. Kind of. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And I'm, I'm trying to bring you down to where there's a, a, a felt sense of that, of the openness and the relief, but not the, the mind's idea of, oh my God, like the shit could hit, hit the fan. You know, it's like, actually, no, if this feels all right right now, uh-huh. then, then, then the rest of it is just a fear. Uh-huh. If we can shift from the fear of this, this might be awful, but I know it mightn't, it might uh-huh. be just a fear. If we can shift into a feeling sense, I've watched you over the years and the more, the more you go from your head down into your body, the more you're actually, I don't know, growing, evolving, just kind of coming, finding your power, you know? And so I, I'm reading this as a huge opportunity to, to be guided by something else. And it's more in the body that the mind can, can be um, managed better from, from, from an inner sense of what's going on. So, I mean, how that's landing in me is maybe asking the question, you know, what are the possibilities? And sort of to look for an answer in the body. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, yes. And there's, there's also the thought... Yeah, I don't know, maybe my head getting ahead of myself, but there's a thought about, like, is this just going to look like acceptance of all the phenomena, including the ringing and including, is that what this is? Is that where I'm headed, you know? Would, would that be all right if it goes there? I'm not sure, I have to play with it a little bit. Would it be all right if it went there? Can there it, be it accept- might not be all right if it was like all, like, maybe it can't happen like all at once, you know? But, yeah. But maybe, yeah. It's, maybe it's more like, yeah. Like that's sort of okay. Like that's it's right. Like, it's like working out. It's like working that's out right. weights. You Absolutely. Know? Like you might not be able to lift the two hundred pounds. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a slow release. It is a slow release. Yeah. 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 So it's like if I remember acceptance and if I remember what are the possibilities. Yeah, and and acceptance is clean. You know. It's kind of, you know, the way contentment doesn't have victim and it doesn't have, it's like, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're a doormat. It, it doesn't have any of those things going on. It's just contentment. Yeah. It's just a, a clean state. Yeah. Acceptance is the same. There's no victimy. There's no, no other energy in it. It's just being with what is. And you... I don't know if you remember, you advised me to practice contentment yeah. for years, yeah. and, and I did, uh, and I still do sometimes. Um, and actually, you know, if I choose between contentment and acceptance, I'd probably go with contentment, because ah. I mean, it's happier. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So if you're in the state of contentment, what, can, can, can the ringing in your ear be there? 
I'm not getting a hundred percent yes with that. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's sort of raining on the parade a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like that ringing, do you? No. No. Oh, they're totally wonderful. I often go for a walk in the rain in Florida. Literally, it's like, oh my God, it's raining, I'm going out. And, and I go out, you know, people are like, what is she doing? And it's like, it, it's just beautiful. There's magic in everything. Magic in everything. Okay, so we're moving towards a place of acceptance. And if one of the, the routes is to, yeah, there's resistance to it. Yeah, and that's fine too. That, that, I, I like that for you. The, the, the more you say that, it's like, mm, actually, I like that. That's your way of lifting 50 pounds and 60 pounds and 70 pounds and working that way. Mm-hmm. So, so where we're heading, though, is that there's, there's just acceptance. And your attention can go on it or not on it. And what you focus on is fine, but, but yeah, ringing happens. And there's no emotional response to it. Not because you're suppressing emotion, it's just because the, it's fine. It's just because you're in the place of acceptance. Or you're content. Well, I mean, maybe that's like sometime in the future. I yeah, mean, of course. It feels like there is an emotional response. Of course. Can, cannot be accepted. Of yeah. course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There we go, because we've got it pushed over there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But I just want to give you the goal. You know, it's like, this is what it'll look like. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the path is to be with the emotional response until the emotional response will lose its power. You save a lot of energy like that. Why would it lose its power? Because you don't need that barrier between it and you. You really don't. Between the ringing and me. Yes, between the ringing and you. That, uh-huh. that investment of energy to like uh-huh. push it away, to, to not want it. It's like, what a waste of energy. Yeah. What a waste of energy. That's, yeah, that's part of the thing yeah. why I'm talking about this, because it's, yeah. it is a huge amount of energy. It's absolutely expensive. Resistance yeah. is so expensive on our bodies. and oh, it's so expensive. Yeah. But it's really important to get the acceptance in, when we're ready for it, because otherwise something else sneaks in. You know, and it's kind of a fake acceptance. So I like that you said it was expensive because I'm kind of, you know, frugal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to be. Wasting your money, Tommy. Let's try it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Super. Let's try it. Eileen and oh yeah, Susan and Eileen, and then we'll shift across. Yeah. Yeah, you've been waiting a while. Yeah. It just goes away. Okay. So this is um, I there are two things uh, that got kind of spurred with Denise, and I think they're actually connected because also I talked about this earlier with Michelle. You know, that's how it happens for me now. You know, things are in my awareness that are probably being fed in by my psychic intuitiveness. But it just is because it's a premonition of what's going to happen today. It doesn't have any bearing on 
being special. It's just like, yes, I just can read the roadmap way ahead of the time it's in now. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So uh, the thing I wanted to share about the psychic thing, um, Jack actually, I don't even know how many years ago this was, but I had, I had the same instruction from Jack. I was quite resistant because um, I was born this way. I didn't know any other way to be than um, psychic, intuitive, whatever Denise was saying. And her and I are super connected on that level as well. Like, it's weird. Anyway, um, the thing I wanted to say is I did agree to, to stop. Jack said, Jack gave me a direction to cut off the psychic stuff for a year. She actually gave me time. And um, I had no idea even how you do such a thing. So in the learning, I learned how you actually do that. I didn't even know it was a doable thing. It's like change your eyes to green. How? That's what it felt like. Remember when we were in that thing? Yes. And she said, just unplug it like a television. I said, okay. So I did. And I didn't think anything more about it until I was in Colorado uh, on a hike walking around. I was by myself walking on a trail. And I remember thinking how dark the Rocky Mountains are because I live in the Appalachian Mountains. And I was thinking, wow, these mountains are so weird. They're so dark. They're so strange. You know, I could see why people would think this was a little bit creepy. And I, you know, it was during the day and I just kept walking going, there's something so absent in these trails. And what I realized finally was it took me like the whole hike to get it. It was like, oh, I'm not seeing what I normally see. I normally see the other dimensions. I see diva kingdoms. I have conversations with gnomes. I, you know, I just, it's like a Disney movie. And there was no <laughs> Disney overlay. It was literally rocks, trees, stones, grass, birds, like third dimensional reality, no editing, no magic in my experience. And it and it, what it did for me, I wasn't sad about it. It was um, like a little scientific experiment. I remember immediately thinking of Jack. Like the first thing I thought was, "Oh wow, this must be that." It's like it's like we went to black and white instead of color and 3D. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, it's the thing I told Jack I was going to do. And um, at that moment, I had uh, an amazing experience of compassion for people who don't see those dimensions it it like went into a totally different lens of this is ordinary lens you know there's like in my experience the duality lens has like multiple fractions so because the psychic stuff is part of the duality lens yes. so i can either have it filtered or i could have it with all the bells and whistles, or, you know, and sometimes it needs to have the bells and whistles, you know, that's kind of what gets fed in, but um, for me, it was a huge awareness of compassion, and, and wow, um, just gratefulness, like an acceptance and appreciation that, that lends with the psychic stuff, was actually available to me. Like it came with this vehicle. 
I bought it this way, you know, this is the way it was given to me. So um, it eventually came back. Jack had said the same thing she said to you, you know, except she gave me a time. She said a year. I take it away for a year and then it will come back. She said it will come back and in a different way. And it did come back in a different way. And then I had another experience in my life where they said shut it off again, like at work. So it yeah. kept getting... Um, I kept having instruction in how to properly use that tool. Yes. Yes. And it feels now that um, it just isn't even... I, I don't, it doesn't feel like a special thing. It, yes. I don't know how to explain it now. It's just like you're like a, like the lens puts itself there when it's needed. Yes. Um, it is this, and I yes. wanted feedback. Is yeah. that what you feel? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. right. That's right. Yeah. And that's the way P, pure consciousness will use that tool. That's like right. I wanted pure consciousness to use it, that's not right. it looping yeah, into the. It. That's I'm the whole purpose. And I'm special. That's yeah. it exactly. Yeah. So that it, so that we you can be stripped and go right back to being right. ordinary. Right. Make peace with that, right. and then consciousness can do what it wants with you right. through you. Right. You know. Right. But but it doesn't have any value like it yeah. with the currency. You know that, right. that that it has through life otherwise. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So that worked. I mean, it, it, I trust her with that. It, and at first it was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Sure. Like, how do I even feel safe? Like, I'll be totally sure. vulnerable. So now we go to the vulnerable part of this morning. Um, and it, it, there was a conversation Georgette and I had this morning. Um, and it feels that this, I would like some clarity from you about my vulnerability um, in regard to men, I don't feel this with women, um, although I have resistance to it. I, I have things come up in my space with um, competition with women, um, and I, I can trace the root of that to my mother. I get like where the history is. Yeah. It's still active. Um, Zeki is a very, very good tool in my space for that um, because women love to uh, comment about sure. him and sure. do whatever and I love to pretend there's more there than there is um, so it, it doesn't matter it exists so that I can have that feeling the feeling will come up of um, lack or, or t don't invade my territory right that kind of thing However, the thing with men is more, always through my life, I've been teased. I grew up, you know, it was like a New York Jewish background, Italian, you know, how it just is that energy. So there was always kind of teasing, and it never bothered me really, until um, I began noticing um, with my ex-husband, he would, that was almost his M.O. It was always teasing, and I... Um, and I have also that happens with Zeki. And I see that there's, I recently took a trip with my ex-husband and he was doing, he was exactly the same as, as my whole experience of him was, but it's like my radar was no longer picking up the buttons getting pushed. So he would do things that would push my buttons, but 
there was no reaction. As a matter of fact, it was kind of um, what I do with sarcasm. I don't compute it because on an energy level, sarcasm feels angry to me. It doesn't feel funny. It feels um, hurtful. So as a young child, I just stopped comprehending it. Like, it, I don't get sarcasm, really. Okay. Um, it just kind of goes on a different bandwidth. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. And I feel as if that is, is the sense I have with the teasing. It doesn't matter why they do it. I can have theories about why they do it. What I'm focusing on is the, the, correct, the response that is serving my highest self in regard to being teased. Um, and it, with my ex-husband, what came up is that it took a really lot of effort for him for, to finally get a response, you know. Finally, I got it. I'm like, oh, you're trying to get a response from me. You know, it's so pure where I feel that. And I went, oh, why are you doing that? Or, you know, whatever. But he doesn't, it doesn't change it. He just does it. He, it's like flirting, you know. It feels like it's that. Like it's, it's cowardly flirting. Is, I'm not kidding. It feels like that. So now I have like a compartment for it. It's like, okay, like when men do that with me, it's because they don't have enough guts to like say what they really feel. So they just do it like that. It's like putting like your pink tails in the inkwell or something. Like when you're a child. Does, do you know what I'm saying? I think so. Okay. So what is the question? The question is... Um, yeah. I, it's hard. I it's don't, okay. I'm trying. I yeah, try yeah. to like... So the question is... Um, what I've been doing with that stuff, it's still in my space. Zeki does it. An example of him doing it is um, after I retired, we were walking, we were in a competition, we're walking out on the floor, you know, we're all dressed up, and, and he like goes to get my hand and he goes, come on, retard, right? And it's sort of funny, but I look at him like, what? And he said, come on, retired. Ah, uh, okay. Like, right. But it's quick. It's like mine. It's uh. funny. It's kind of funny. Um, but my, it didn't really trigger me. But it was enough for me to bring it up right now that I feel as if maybe for me to just include it and let it fly over the radar, you know, let, like I don't really get it when they do Yeah, it. you don't get it. That's what's happening. Yeah. It's a way of communicating and it just doesn't it's, make compute for you. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah. Like, is there anything... I, I guess what I'm wondering is, am I creating... Why would I be creating that? Why would that be happening in my space if... Unless I needed to do something different with it. Like, Georgette was feeling that I should not accept that. That's unacceptable for men to do that to me. But but my is that no that's not what you not exactly it's okay something in that in that realm but in my feeling it was sort of like who cares what they do it's what I just can react to it or not react to yes. it yes yes let people be as they are sure 
and not interpret, not care what it means. At work, they did it all the time. This was what men would do. This is how men re re interact with me, usually. You see, you see, the fact that it doesn't compute with you is actually why they're doing it. Because that's the entertainment value for them. Yes. Yeah. They love to do it. Yeah, because you're going, what are you talking about? And that's where you're cute. That's the payoff. That's the payoff. Isn't it? That's it. That's the joke. Is, is that because you're going, huh? Huh? And they're like, oh my God, you doesn't get it. And that's, that's the entertainment value. That's where it's funny. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. yeah you don't usually tease me. Now you will, though. But... So it doesn't matter. It's like providing no, entertainment. It's providing entertainment. Okay. The entertainment is because you don't get it. You see? So sometimes, sometimes I get it because it hurts. Okay. Like, like when Zeki said, come on, retard, that a little bit hurt. Right. I'm like getting ready to go out and yeah. like dance. And yeah, sure. Partner with sure. Him, and I'm like, fuck you. Of course. You know, like, like yeah. we're getting ready to go out there and he goes, come on, retard. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, that's what sure. I say. So yeah. then... Um, but then I dance better because there's more passion. That's right. It's like I'm so pissed That's right. Idiot. You find yeah. new energy, yeah. You're making it work for you. I do, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's what to do. Just uh, you, yes. are, you are in alignment with this. Like you yes. don't see anything I should tweet. I don't, okay. I don't. But I think it's important for you to know why people are doing it. You know? But I did get that time when he said retard, because that felt like yeah. like hurtful. Yeah. He was just doing a thing with retired. Yeah, of course. He was playing. Yeah, yeah. He didn't mean to hurt me, yeah. or maybe he did, but what it did was I just got mad. Okay. So I either get mad or I don't get it at all. And that's appropriate. That's just that's what fine. it is. That's okay. fine. That's fine. I don't need to change no. what I'm doing. Okay. No, no. Okay. No, you're totally fine there. Okay. Yeah, you get it or you don't, but 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 own that. It's like the confused look is what is the magnet. That's that's what the, where the joke is, really. And sometimes it is the other. Like if I get mad, you, yeah. what it feels like, Jack, truly. Yeah. This may be sounding super arrogant, but what it feels like is um, that what the person gets is pureness, is honesty. Because I either have no clue what they're talking yeah. about because yeah. it's like not worth it, yeah. or I react and I get pissed and then I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. And, and they love that too. Of course, you know, they're of like, course, that's they, right. They laugh. That's they right. laugh at that. It's, yeah. so, it's some either kind way, of laugh. authenticity. That's right, that's okay. right. Well, that's right. I'm okay that's with fine. that. Yeah, if good. They, if, but I feel still like, just do it yourself. Like, why do you have to go through me to get authenticity? Like, fuck you. you get, like, no, they're, they're getting humor. You know energetically authenticity is, is, is what's happening. But they're being entertained. And what's wrong with that? Okay. You, you know? You. Yeah. yeah. For me, there's something wrong with that. There's something like... Yeah. They got a button that they're pushing. They're right. pushing it. Yeah. Because they can. Yeah. Because they can. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. For you, yeah. For you yeah. to... <laughs> <laughs> to not let them push the button. Right. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel that. Do you want to do that? Yeah, it's up to yourself. Like, my, my way is like, don't take it personally. Don't read anything into it. Because if, if it's not soaking into you, and like the example you gave of where it soaked in, you did something with it. So the way I interpret it is all right, so, so when something hits you, you're actually not 
sponging it, you're thump, yeah. you're turning it into a positive energy. So yeah. I so like you can of course do what Michael is saying and, and and you know become more assertive and actually want yourself to behave in some way, to, to be treated differently by people. Of course you have that option. But from where I'm coming from, it's like if if you're not taking it personally, what the heck? Yeah. What difference does it make? Yeah. So you know She's just taking it. You're right. Yeah, she's sometimes, sometimes I do. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes what I also, what I do is I judge them. So that I am now seeing. I judge them. So when they do stuff, it's like poking me. Um, and I'll think like, you're such a loser. Like in my mind. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, I like. No, 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 okay. But I'll be like, you know, there you know it's like the cowardly flirting. That's what it sometimes brings up. It's like you're being passive aggressive. It feels like I judge them because I feel like why can't you just be real? Like why do you have to tease? Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, Eileen and I are dear friends, and we talk often now, especially since she's retired. And and so I just wanted I just wanted to just from my perspective, this comes up in conversation fairly often. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's really bothering about being teased. Uh, yes. And it so it really does bother you. It bothers. Yes. Ah. Okay. Ah. Okay. Yeah. It probably bothers me because yeah. why else would I say fuck you or you know? Yeah. But yeah. But now you're telling us that that's the reaction. Okay. All right. Okay. What do you want to do? One option is this is this is this is the way I do it. You know, the option is like don't have a response. Find out why. Why am I? What is it in me that's that's poking up this? What is your response? And where is that coming from? Yes. You know. So rather than uh, rather than the the option of like well you're the retard actually you're the you know rather than right. projecting it back and right. playing tennis that way exactly. yeah yeah so it's like you've two options then you've two options what is the button inside you that's taking it personally yeah getting hurt and what does that need to be healed can i go to the source of of what's what's being feeling misjudged can i go to the source that that i'm of where i'm create at my expense somebody else is enjoying a joke yes like so there's there seems to be that going on underneath so to dig into that and find out what the source is of that because where i'd like you to be is is like i don't care so, uh, yeah, yeah it's like that's about them it's nothing to do with me that's where I'd like you to be. Right. So how do we get there is the question. Correct. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you've got to dig into what, 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 button? what buttons are they pressing. Uh-huh. And heal that. Yeah. Okay. And, and what's inauthentic about what they're doing? Because you're feeling that you're, getting, you're giving honesty yes. back and clarity back. So why are you interpreting that what they're doing is not clear? What, why, why would you think that? Because they're just having fun. Yeah, I think that because it feels that way intuitively, 
that when people are sarcastic, um, it feels painful, it, it, it can be mean, and it doesn't feel, um, it feels as if it's entertainment at the expense of someone's feelings. And that, not all the time, but frequently. Okay. And this falls into that category as well. Okay. And sometimes... It, That's to be unpacked too. That, that perception is to be unpacked too. Okay. It, it, it's true, it's, it's valid as a perception, it's valid, yeah. but, but we're, we're about getting to the other place, you know, of where we don't take it personally. Right. It's like, okay, sarcasm has, the, the value system that you have on, on, on sarcasm <laughs> is that it's, it's at the expense of somebody and that it's not okay. Right. All right. If that feels clean and clear and you want to honor that, well then, you, 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 you don't take sarcasm. Whereas if that's learned, your learned response and your learned interpretation from a wound, then that's what you have to go after. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I'm not usually sarcastic coming from this yeah. person. Yeah. Um, I did, that's not my, my yeah. general way. And I'm pretty good at when people are being sarcastic without it being pointed yeah. at someone, it's okay. I don't, I get it, and sometimes I don't get it, but yeah. I don't care if I get it. It's like, I don't need to read that. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, not, it's like trivial yeah. communication to yeah. me. But sometimes it does hit something. So it's the something that I'm going for. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's the something. The wounded yeah. part that That's right. can get hurt by someone's entertainment. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it isn't about making them different. I mean, no. I get that. No. I know that. Yeah, no. And the judgment of them doing that is part of the thing is the that wound. needs to be wounded. Is the wound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. So the other thing that you spoke about a bit earlier is... Um, could, could you, in your relationship with Ziggy and how you communicated to other women, could you be more honest? To who? Myself? Yes. Like, in, uh, like, like you said, sometimes you kind of pretend that there's more going on than what there is. Could you drop that? Oh, yeah, that's a big one. I know, and it needs to be dropped. It does. Because to say it's the hard. other women are being catty, it's like, but, but aren't you igniting it? Aren't you playing the game with them? You're in the territorial game there with other women, huh? Um, not to their knowledge, but uh, in my own self. Yes, I mean, which yeah. is probably a bit more serious than... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's more yeah. my experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I do. I need to drop that. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that is, it's very, um, it's very close to dropping the psychic stuff because it it runs on that right. path. Yeah. It's running yeah. on that line. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a soul thing. There's a soul connection. Yeah. Um, and it, I think what's it's morphing into is it's actually going into a deeper place where the soul connection is being honored and the 
and I'm learning about partnership through dance with him, not through the other stuff. And that's becoming much more um, of a honored feeling okay. rather than sort of the romanticized version yes. Yes. of me and him. Yes. Which which does feel like it's kind of getting pushed pushed yeah. into another space. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that is more transparency. Happening. Yeah, just more transparency. What does that mean? Like, say another way of saying that. What does that look like? Being clear and honest around what the relationship is, so that so that you're 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 in total acceptance of what it is. There's no games of uh, or make believe or reading okay. into anything. It's okay. just being clear as glass around what's going on. And if that energy is owned within you, the women are going to pick that up. Whereas it's confusing for them right now because you're, you, you've got this other kind of a make-believe thing going on inside yourself. Right. So, of course, it's, it's igniting their response. And some part of you might be enjoying that. Yeah, I hear... What I. I don't agree with that part okay. um, because okay, they don't good. have a clue. I don't speak about any of this, although I hear you saying it's energetically energetic. communicated. Yeah. Um, and that could also be coming from him because there is stuff that he does with me yeah. different than other people. Sure. But I think what needs to heal for me is um, me being special. It's like the psychic thing. Um, yeah. Me, just because I have a soul connection with him, which I definitely have. Sure. And I, and I can't deny that. I just don't need to embellish it with romanticized icing. That's right. Yeah. Just feel the connection like I feel with anybody I have a soul connection with. Sure. And let it life do what it's That's doing. That's right. That's right. Yeah, okay. That's right. And when I have things happen where other women, you know, it's like a harem. I mean, it's sure. a harem. Sure. There's like 12 of us. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. He's the dance instructor. There's 12 of us that routinely dance yeah. in competitions with him. And it's all about, it's him and these women. Yeah. And so everybody wants to be special in yes. this harem. Yes. Um, so it gets triggered like all the time. It's not an easy place to be, but it's a good place. It's a great learning, learning place. Fantastic. It it's a really good learning place yeah. uh, to just let everything be yes. how it is. And, and when I feel the jealousy or um, any of those negative feelings coming up, the competing, yeah. wanting to be special yeah. feelings, yeah. Um, to, I'm feeling just do what you were leading this morning. Just love that part of me. Yes. Just love her. Like I yes. know you want to be the best dancer yes. and the most whatever. Yes. So it's okay. I, I hear you. I see you. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Good. Exactly. Yeah. So I have a plan. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Yes, Susan. Thanks, Michael, for, for, uh, for turning the dial on that and for coming in. I, I missed it. I didn't see the deeper level. Okay. Um, I had some difficulty this morning doing the exercise. Uh-huh. Um, I think that that's part of the whole issue of the, the loving the vulnerable part is 
and I think that is um, very related to what we were talking about yesterday. Okay. With um, needing, you know, being on alert and in a kind of a survival mode, it doesn't allow for tuning in for it, it sort of precludes tuning into the vulnerability. So yesterday, I felt like what you helped me with a lot was being able to let go of some of the trauma that came with it. Uh -huh. But some part of me held on to the last bit of it. Okay. I just could, I could feel it going away, and then I clamped down. Ah. Yeah. And so this morning you mentioned, you know, so I guess you saw that in yeah. some way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess there's still some fear. And with the vulnerability, um, with being in touch and giving love to the vulnerability, I realize how in being a mom, being a grandmother, now taking care of someone who just can't do anything for himself, part of why it's so difficult is that I don't allow my own vulnerability, so I can't always be there. For, you know, I'm there, but I can't always be there in a really compassionate way, so I lose my temper. I might do that as a mom, I did that. I do that with my dog, with my door. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's hard sometimes, maybe it's hard sometimes seeing the vulnerability of another because I don't allow it yes. in myself. Yes. So that's what came up today. So I was going back and forth, but it was a lot of work trying to love that vulnerable part. It was this morning, it was. Yeah, it's hard getting out of that survival mode. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about the vulnerability. Um, what does it have to say? I, I, I want to see if you can find it. That's why I'm asking this. I want to see if you can um, speak speak from there. If you can tell me about it in some way, so that so that so that I know you found it. Um, this. Fear that uh, fear of it getting hurt, of it getting that it feels like it needs to be covered up because um, it's going to get hurt. Yeah, there's 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 danger. Is it already hurt? Is it is it managing a wound itself? I don't know. What you, I don't know what that means. Okay, so, so when there's something that has a fear of being hurt, mm -hmm. it, it, there's danger. Mm -hmm. Is it already managing a wound? Is it already maxed out? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's okay. Okay. I think it's really okay. I think it's, again, okay. it's the fear. All right, we're not yeah. looking at two levels, yeah. it's just one. Okay, good. I think it's just the fear, that's what I think. It's hard to... I, I can see here that that's an easy question, but somehow it's very hard to answer. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's basically okay. I think it's just hiding out. Yes. Because because there's fear. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So be with the fear for a minute, huh? Let the fear get bigger. Let's welcome mm. it in. Mm. So it's related to shame, yeah, yeah. I think there was a fair amount of shaming going on, and so you hide that, yeah. 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 
And let's welcome that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let shame get expanded. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, what comes to me is to do things that are shameful, like to speak out, to say <laughs> things that, that, so people will judge me. Is that okay? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, sure, sure. Sure, yeah. let, let, it, yeah. let, it, let, it, yeah. let it get big for a minute. We need yeah. to get it, yeah. let it get big. Let it be yeah, silly. I do things so I really do feel it and it's okay to feel it. I, I've done that a little bit lately. It's, it's not easy. Let it, let it use okay. the microphone right now. Okay, I'm not quite sure what... Um, so, feeling shame, I think it was something passed on, it isn't even all my own, I think I was so connected with a mother whose life was lived that way so much, I think it's partly just that, there's probably some kind of loyalty, okay. like some sort of tribal ah. mother-daughter loyalty, Okay. yeah, it's not all mine, Okay. it's just not. So can we hand back hers to her? Yeah, I don't want her to have it either, she's... Yeah, but, but but she has to welcome it in and be with it before she can get rid of it. Well, are we, isn't, isn't that just imagination? Where is she? Well, it's more about you not focusing on her. Okay. Because so if your intent is you don't want her to have it, it's like, okay, we've taken the eye off the ball now. I'd prefer you to be with Susan and like, send it up, send it up. Okay, I can send it up. Yeah. I can send I can do that. And yeah. and leave it. Let the universe sort that out. Okay, that's good. I All can right? do that. So that there's just yours now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, that was it was a big thing and I think it was just it really was just passed on. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. 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 So that I think that helps. I think that helps a lot. What does shame look like, feel like? I'm wanting to make it a bit bigger. I uh, want it, it to be allowed. It feels like being condemned. It feels like being ostracized. It feels like um, I'm, if, if, if I'm shamed, there's something really defective. And those were all my mother's feelings. She felt all those things when I heard that toward the end of her life, the content which I don't need to go into, yeah, yeah. So I think I, yeah, but I get it, like, uh, I don't feel it right now because I know that this is a safe place. Yes. Um, but I, even, uh, yesterday I asked you a question about consciousness, and even then it was a little hard, it was like, Oh, you silly girl, you stupid girl. Why would you ask that question? You know, there was something a little bit like, I've been here a long time, but I really couldn't put into words what consciousness was, yeah. And I felt like I should be able to, or something like that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you let love surround all of that? All of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's a little bit of impatience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We let love surround that too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I deal with a lot of inner impatience. <laughs> Let's move on. Even speaking, I really didn't want to, but I felt like it, it's important to get this through. Good for you. It's Good really for you. Important. Yes. It's, it's, it feels bored. I'm bored with the whole thing. Sure. This <laughs> really it. Sure. I'm really bored. Yeah. Sure. But and it feels so. I guess okay. Here's where a little shame comes in. It feels so rudimentary. Here I, I am. You know, quite um, advanced in age, and uh, still dealing with this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And let's love that too. Okay. That judgment too. Okay. Okay. It's all pure consciousness having expression. Mm-hmm. Pure consciousness doing shame. Pure consciousness mm-hmm. judging shame. Pure consciousness judging. I, I should. I shouldn't. I should have this sorted already. It's mm-hmm. that's pure consciousness is having all these experiences. Yeah, yeah. And I could tell someone else all that, <laughs> but take it, realizing. Yeah, yeah let yeah. it be Susan yeah. who's yeah. on the stage. Yeah, let it be yeah. Susan's time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Why is she fundamentally less than or deserves less? That just goes back. That's yeah. the rug I want yeah. to pull under. Yeah. Somehow yeah. she gets less, and that's her place. Uh-huh. That's what's underneath, and yeah. I'm feeling anyway underneath a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. I have a granddaughter who's doing that exact same thing, and I would love to see that change. Yeah. 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 And I have one that's totally the opposite. Uh-huh. It's all all about me. Right. So you know that. Yes. This is how it rolls. Yeah. 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 So Susan giving Susan the space, Mm -hmm. the attention, letting her be the center, so that so that she manages her own needs better, manages herself better, so that she has loyalty to herself, Uh herself, not to her roles or others, but to herself. Let's get the in-house. Yeah, just just a more loving, holding space. Okay. Without any judgment or criticism, just without any hierarchy of where or what mm-hmm. should be happening now in your spiritual path, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? This thing just has its own sequence. Like, there's no, yeah. there's yeah. no. Pff, yeah. Seems yeah. quite random when things come up on the path. Like, the judgment of it is the, is the contraction coming in yeah. again. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Another little bit of it. Yes, let's go across. I really appreciate what you have to say, Susan. Thank you. I think that um, a lot of my work has been exactly what you're working on as well. So it was helpful for me to hear it. Yeah, thank you. This morning um, was a perfect recipe for me. I started by talking to Annie mm-hmm. and Misha. And Misha reminded me that we had met before 
And when I remembered it, it just broke my heart open. I remember talking to you. And um, it got us um, talking about how I left my husband six months ago. And we were together for 35 years. And so to, um, in a lot of respects, I feel like a toddler. Sure. Yeah, just learning how to walk and so on. And, um, and in this process of um, so many wounds have bubbled up to heal. And it's just an extraordinary process, this um, healing and this woundedness. And then when Brenda, we chanted with Brenda, everything dropped in here. I'm sure everybody felt it. Mm -hmm. Well, I would imagine it did. Mm -hmm. It just really dropped in very deep. And my heart just cracked open. And then um, what I, you directly spoke to what my experience was during the chanting, which was just really beautiful and helpful and allowed me to allow there to be this sense of dropping me even deeper into the heart space. And um, there was this real deep understanding that um, that vulnerability is fear when it loses its contraction and it drops into the heart. Right? That this this vulnerability, uh, this fear that um, that I've had to feel is um, when it's allowed. It's open space and brought into the heart, whatever the feeling is, um, that expansion is just a gorgeous, exquisite portal into divinity. Yes. And, um, and my, what I'm really asking for help with is that I notice and even in this experience, I noticed, you know, we talked about, you talked to me about resistance on Friday and gave me homework. And I've been doing that, and it's wonderful. And your homework was to go outside of my comfort zone oh, yes. each day and, um, and journal about it. And both aspects have been really helpful, so thank you. And I'll continue with that. And what I noticed is how, um, how this resistance manifests and in my feelings. And I noticed the other day I was in a tapping session. So there was, uh, what I've come to understand was there's a lot of sexual trauma from my marriage. And so I went to a friend who does tapping and um, had a tapping session with her. And it was very helpful. But one thing I noticed during the tapping session was that there was um, a resistance to staying embodied and to stay in the pain. And yet with this new understanding today of how the pain is this exquisite portal, my deep desire is to stay in that pain and, um, and feel that exquisiteness um, that comes from that. And there have been times, and the reason why I need help it's because there have been times before where I've understood this when my dad died a couple of years ago. Um, that was exquisite. Uh, he was the person with whom I was closest to in this world. And so the loss of him was devastating. And 
and that devastation, there was a magnificence to it because it brought me closer to God, brought me closer to this feeling of divinity. And so I know that to be true. I've embodied that, I've felt that. And there's this, it must be from childhood protection of, um, you don't have to feel that. Right? For years there was this uh, spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Going right to, going right to divinity, but not really divinity. Right? Because yeah. divinity is this. Yes. Yeah. Not it's this. Yes. Divinity is yeah. mucky and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And so, um, there's this deep longing to, you know, feel and um, this deep restriction of that feeling that I want to go away, that resistance. I want it, I want not to listen to it anymore. And I don't, um, and of course I know this is all duality in mind, and yet it's my experience sure. that, that I do resist, and I don't um, invite it in wholly, completely, and rawly. And that's what I want your help with, please. What's stopping you? I don't know. I think that there might be something deeply rooted from my childhood. Um, Or a learned way, maybe. Yeah. I'm wondering, is it just unknown territory? That that the, the not not going fully into the rawness has is just unknown because you've always done it another way because of whatever. But it's like I think she can do that. I think she just hasn't done it before. It's more it feels like yeah, that. yeah. It feels like I can do it. Yes. So. And there's this big pull away from it. In the past, but maybe now I can. Yes. I think you can, actually. I don't feel there's much... There, there, sure, there's, there's like a... I don't know. Um, what's softer than fear? Like a, 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 a nervousness. Yeah. Yeah, an anxiety, trepidation about... What, 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 will I lose myself in the rawness? But the knowing of like... No, that's, that's actually where I'll find what's totally genuine and what the depth of my humanity and therefore the bridge into my divinity. That's where it is, is in the rawness. And that's speaking a little bit louder than the anxiety. Yes, yeah, th- yeah. It, it, that you know, your knowing is louder. That that's where I got to go and that's where I can go around the, but I don't know what the heck or how to manage it or will I, will I you know, the, the anticipated fear around it. Yes. That rings very true. There's this, um, I guess there's this distrust of, of ability. Yes. Exactly. You're much more capable than what you've imagined you are. And, and it's like you haven't, you know, it's more that you haven't been given the opportunity to come into your power. The way your life has, has maneuvered, you haven't had that 
way to ex um, opportunity to expand your wings and to really find your power and your potency. And and it's like, oh my God, I I'm, I I can actually fly now. Oops, oops, I can fly now. So there's a natural trepidation of what that might involve. But you're going. I mean, you're going. <laughs> there's no stopping you, which is wonderful. You're up for it. Yeah. And the pull is getting stronger. The more you take the step, the pull is louder for the next one and the next one. You have to trust it. You can't go back. You can't. No. No. So the capability is going to come with the willingness. It's there. It's there. But you have to trust that, that the capability is there with your willingness. You're aware of the willingness, but the capability you're uncertain about. The capability is going to And it feels like it's um, self-love will get me there. Yes. It feels like the distrust is actually, um, well, it's clearly of mind, and it feels like it's um, an old patterning of not loving myself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And then there was one other thing that I was, is, is, that feels complete to me. Yes. Thank you. And then there was one other thing when, um, when I was talking to Annie, I mentioned something about, and it seems like it's related now. Um, I mentioned something about I'm going to a shaman to cut cords from my ex-husband. Mm -hmm. And I just started calling him my ex-husband. And even that feels like a violation in some way to um, somebody who was talking about loyalty earlier. You were talking to somebody about loyalty. You, Gina, to you. I loved that. I felt that very deeply. Um, so that um, so it feels like a violation of loyalty. And yet I know it's not. There's like, you know, the deeper knowing it's not. Yeah. And yet there's this uh, walking on eggshells around it. And I think it has to do with the trust also. Um, but this um, this cutting cords, like, in order to fly. Yes. Like, I feel like I'm on this precipice, and I'm ready to fall or fly. Fall and fly yeah. is really what it feels like. Yes. And yet, there's old patternings that's stopping it. Yes. And I just want to fucking go away. Yes. Yes. They'll go away once you create a new pattern. So if you jump the cords that attach you to your ex or to that language, whatever, the cords that attach you, if you jump, you, you ping, they, they snap. They can't, you can't fly and be attached to him. So by virtue of the fact of jumping actually is, is leaving him behind. Can you leave him behind? Yes. All right. I can. All right. All right. Then just be loyal to yourself. That's the thing. That's the self-love thing, right? It's like if, if you're with somebody that long, you end up thinking for two all of the time. And if you've kids, okay, it gets bigger and bigger. But there's something about thinking for two when we're in a partnership with, this, with the same person for a long time. That's a whole rewiring to start thinking for one again. And enjoying thinking for one. Because, by gosh, one can move a lot faster than two. But there's the toddler aspect. 
you know, like I'm toddling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking with one. Sure. It's like I was always holding somebody's hand. Yes. Right? And now yes. I'm walking by myself. And yes. I, I want to. Yes. You know, and I don't, I know I won't fall. No, you won't fall. Right. No. My Hit some furniture on the way, but no, yeah, you're not going to fall. Sure, it's like, oops, I made a boo boo there, you know. But I don't feel any. It's like, no, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You just have to do it. You have to create the new pattern which dissolves the old. Can you give me more information on that? Yeah. Um. It's like another layer of getting out of your comfort zone. It's something similar. It's like when you when you. We, we can't imagine the next step sometimes. We have to physically do it because it's so unknown. It's the toddler thing. It's so unknown that no matter what you imagine, it's actually not going to cut it. It's, it's in the doing sometimes. Sometimes we can imagine ourselves somewhere and, and, and that's like three quarters of the battle. For you, it ain't going to work like that. It's in the doing it's in the doing. No matter how much you visualize being on your own or your next life, you know, your, the, the life that's going to come to you now because you're solo, it's so not going to work for you. It's so, I would stay away from all kinds of imaginings because it's just going to be a waste of time. It might be entertaining to have a fantasy like, but really, it's in the doing. It's take the next step, take the next step, take the next step. Because for you, um, it's got to be grounded in your body from the outset. This next way you do it has to come through your body being involved as a player. That's what's new. That's why you're a toddler. Because your body wasn't involved up to now. That's so right. That's so right. That's the piece. That's the piece. So it's only through taking action. It's not going to work any other way for you. It's through taking action. I think that... that <coughs> I hear you, and that's really true. And that brings up another point for me, and that is the disembodiment. Yeah. yeah. And and that I think part of the spiritual bypassing yeah. has always been has also been denying that I'm embodied. Yes. And living this life. And if you make choices and do actions that are disembodied, okay, now you're gonna fall. Now you're gonna fall. It's like. The universe is not going to let you get away with being disembodied. But learning how to be disembodied, that's, that's fine. You're wired to be learning how to do it now. You're wired. And it's in the authenticity. It's in taking your time. It's in checking in with yourself around every decision. If you bounce an idea off friends, just know, okay, actually, I might go completely against what they say here. I am not giving them power. I want their opinion. And I put it into the mix. But I will make decisions for me. All of this. It's like, I have to make decisions, and if it's the wrong decision, that's the way I learn. You being in your power through action, through decision, in your body, standing your ground, that's what's going to work. And so, doing as you say, so what I'm hearing you say is that I'm to be embodied. Yes. And to be embodied is what you're saying, that to be embodied, I need to take action and part of taking action is my understanding that I am in control and that I am making my decisions. Yes. Will that get me embodied, that process? Is that what you're saying? Or does there need to be another process? When you're doing that, you are embodied. Okay. Because you're taking responsibility for all parts of you and you're grounded. 
you know, by doing that, that by doing it, that. yeah, by doing it, you're integrating your your step forward from a physical embodied place. It's the action that of, of that you take with your body, and how you sync that up with your thinking. And don't hang out in fantasy too much. Don't hang out in planning too much. It's like, what do I need to what do I need to plan to take to to know that to take to know enough to take the next step. To know enough to take the next step. What do I need to put in place? What do I need in place? Only that. Not a lot of planning. Not a lot of planning. Got it. Not a lot of planning. This is all body stuff. It's like here and now it's at the pace and in the place of my physical form. And let that dictate. Like you're working within those parameters, not in denial of them, but with them. Your body is a player, a core player. As you move on. You see? I do. It's getting more solid as you're talking. I can feel it like, oh, oh. It's like there's an ownership of your body going on. Yes. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah, great. Great. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, it's fabulous. The woman behind you. Go across. Um, When we went through the meditation process this morning, I realized uh, that I have such a difficult time accessing my vulnerability. Um, and I feel almost like it's shut down and it's just such a mixture like this toxic mixture of shame and guilt and anger, um, that it just makes it very, very difficult for me to, you know, really get in touch with it because it's so wounded. And I've come to the realization, um, lately that there has been this pattern, this cycle of trauma um, that's felt like a bit of a hamster wheel, honestly. And it's trauma that started with a family system that sort of on a surface level made it seem like uh, everything was okay and it was okay to be vulnerable. And then as soon as you gave in to being vulnerable, you got stabbed. Yes. Yeah. Right? And yeah. what happened? Yeah. Oh, well, nothing happened. What are you talking about? That, that's your problem. You're, you're imagining things. Oh, okay. So, right. And then again and again. Oh, that's horrendously abusive. Right. Again. But you don't see anything. There are no marks. There are no scars. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your problem? Yes. So you evolve as an adult having absolutely no idea that this is going on, strangely. And then end up in relationships where some of these patterns are repeated. And so having been back recently for the holidays, it's interesting that this is happening between the two holidays. Yeah. Having been back in the holiday, uh, during holidays and being able to see it in, with such clarity you know, the gentleness, the kindness, let's this, let's that, capture the vulnerability and stab. So I came here with this whole part of me, like barely able to breathe, just feeling so shut down, right? And recognizing, gosh, this has been a pattern since I was born, really. And just sort of now looking, um, at how I've coped with that, a lot of that has been, I believe, like, um, you know, spiritual bypassing, 
disassociation with my leaving my body entirely. Um, a number of them self trauma. I don't know what that is about, but like inducing the self trauma almost as though that's the pattern of nurturing and love that I'm familiar with. And so inadvertently now the hamster wheel is rolling in the other direction. And then, you know, getting into a marriage where that was all the same pattern and just recognizing how, to what extent I have manifested, I guess, that around me and, you know, coming up on the holidays, feeling a fear of getting into an environment where I am caught off guard by this again, unless I have the tools to really understand you know, my role in this and what I do at this, and also recognizing that I want to really get in touch with that vulnerability because, and kind of clear that and make that whole and healthy because trauma management, you know, takes up so much of my time. It's so, it's where so much of my time, so my quality of life suffers even when I'm not in that space. And then recognizing that in order to open my heart and build, you know, receive love and give love in the way that I'm capable of, you know, this wounding is just such an impediment to that. So, um, sort of wanted to get your thoughts Mm. on that. Mm. You have a great understanding of it, which is well done. Like, I've done, that's, that's a sign of having done a lot of work. Um, first thing that comes to mind is the pattern of abuse that happens with that with your family. Whatever comes before the stabbing, whatever way that they prepare you to open, I would like you to be more aware of that. Because there, it feels like the, the, the stabbing is coming. It's my word. I'm not sure what your word was, but I had this image of like, yeah. oh my God, it's like there's this softness, there's this intimacy. She opens and they go, oh! Yeah. You see? And it's like, I want you to see that the way, there is some kind of a manipulation going on for you to open in the first place. That's where the abuse starts. Right. But you're, 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 you're reading it differently. And so, so you're, you're naked and off, off comes part two of the same abusive thing. Well, just to, to, to connect with that is that the, the prelude to that is so much love. So, you know, the prelude That's how it looks. is coffee in bed and I got your magazines and oh, how are you? doing and it's we we organize this and this and this for you and I got you this thing and and so there is a showering of love it's a game it's not authentic it's layer one of the abuse it's like the guy who buys you an exquisite meal with the intention of date rape at the end of it yes That kind of attention is not good enough for you. Don't let it be good enough. The price is too high. 
So how do I then distinguish between that, which looks and sounds, smells, feels like love, and then trust myself enough to say, okay, that's this, because I'll tell you, it looks pretty good. Yes. And and invariably, it's it leads you to being abused. Every time. Okay, so we got to get you to the place of where you do not want the exquisite meal, because this is what it really cost me. So I really, yeah, thanks very much. It's really nice. Breakfast in bed, it's really nice. And it's like, I am so not going to give you my openness. It's like, no, no, that's, you're giving this to me, that's fine. So it might seem like I'm saying being cold. I'm, I'm, yeah, what I'm doing is saying read the situation. You're seeing what you want to see, but there's something else going on. And you know from experience that there is something else going on, but you don't want to see it. Because some part of you wants that love from your family still. It comes at a very high price. And I want you to want more for yourself than that type of fake, superficial, fake love. So they treat you well, they treat you badly. We want you to to be to the place of like, well, it's just their game. That's how they do it. Bless them. And you'll eventually have compassion for them, you know? But we need to get you out of the entanglement before, before. And I have to resist the fact that somehow I'm bringing it on to myself because it starts off so like over the top. And then when it turns, inevitably I'm guilted and shaming, into shamed, into feeling like, well, then I've done something here. And so it, it becomes a game of control. Yes. But all of the game starts with wanting that love and thinking that there is an appropriate way to respond to the love, which invariably is now we're on a downward spiral. Sure, it ends up in spay, you know, in self-blame and shame. I get it. I get it. But it's where you first lose your power. That's when it's too late or not too late. It's going to roll out invariably the way it always does. It's where you lose power at the beginning. That's what we have to change. So then, then you can see the whole game roll out in another way, but you're not open, wide open for, here's the dartboard, have a go at it again. Absolutely. You know? So then if I have experienced that in this situation, how do I, one of the issues is then being able to open up and trust other situations and really mm. be able to receive love without mm. thinking, okay, yeah, this is more being suspicious. Yeah, right? good point, good point. Okay. I want you to be able to taste and smell when what looks like love is abuse. If you can learn that from your family, you've got a great gift for the rest of your life. You see? You've got to be going, oh, I totally get how it's not authentic. It was me wanting love from my family that makes me blindsided completely to to the dynamic that is going on so it's like oh i smell that i smell that kind of inauthentic over the top i smell it i'm so not interested in that from person a b and c in my regular life do you see if they come in the future we need your perception of it to be not hoodwinked 
by the idea that families should be loving and open and care for each other in an authentic way. It's like, yeah, sure, that's the package we're sold. It doesn't play out like that very often, though. So we need you to get very astute on how to recognize abuse looking like love. Some women, some women have serial date rapes. And, and some women are like, oh, I totally know what's going on here. I won't touch that. It's like, okay, what, what perception does she have? What, 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 what's the skill that she has to read it? That's the skill we need you to have. Then you'll be able to navigate it in the world. Well, I guess part of it, too, was so hard to believe that something that looked so good and seemed so authentic. But it wasn't. Right. You, you wanted to believe it was authentic. Was not. And so yeah. that kind of shattered a little bit of my belief in humanity. Like, what? Why, why would anyone, what would, you know, why would anyone go through that trouble, honestly? abuse of power, love of power, their own fear, which is always the abuse of power. There's fear behind it. You know, learned habits. There's a variety of reasons why people act out like that. You know, personality disorders. I mean, that's right. Um, so if I, so in an environment, because I feel like in a way, I'd like to get your thoughts that going back at this holiday, rather than running from it, is an opportunity to grow from it. Oh yeah, you have to learn to be able to smell the agenda of abuse behind the facade of love. You've got to learn that. That's the only place you can learn it. Okay. So just to kind of get practical on what you're saying, so walk in, become very present. I tend to yes. detach because it, I can smell something. So become very present, see the pattern with a lot of clarity. And if I'm hearing this, Detach. Be objective. Yes, detach. Yes. Objective, like go in there with almost a scientific. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That I'm, I'm not getting sucked in here in any emotional game. I'm just going to watch what happens and just just play my part as a member of this family. But but kind of drop in and be intimate and open and vulnerable. No, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm going to be objective here. I'm going to be the manager of myself. Right. And what I get entangled in, and I'm not going to get entangled at all this time. Right. And I'm going to receive love and give love, but it's, you know, if it's not authentic love, I'll give love anyway, but I'm not needing anything from these people. Nothing. Okay. And how about when the guilting and shaming, like, well, we bought you this, and we did this, and the gifts are very extravagant. Sure. Right? And everything seems so good on the outside. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there would certainly be nothing to complain about or be suspicious. Yes. The only thing that has left is, well, you have a lack of gratitude, right? So when the guilting and shaming starts, well, we did this for you, we did, how does, how do, how, how do I respond to the button pushing or the taking my kids aside and saying, oh, well, your mother, you know, that, the extension of the game, because if there's no reaction, the game gets deeper and bigger and more intricate. I would leave. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I would. I would like enough already. You know, if you can give from your heart, 
That's great. But if you want something back, just don't give it to me. Just don't give me anything. I'd be happier. It's more authentic. I'm out here. That's what I would do. Because I, and the, one of the reasons that I try to placate is that the level of drama, mm. right, mm. escalates. Mm. Drama, more mm. drama, more drama. Mm. And so you leaving either... would create drama mm-hmm. and calls and visits mm. and, right? Right, right. And what happened and, Ooh, it's the and, and the kids and the, you know. Yeah, yeah. More family and more friends and wow. <clears throat> wow. it's just this seeping thing. Yeah. Wow, there's a whole boundary that needs to be set up here, huh? Yeah. 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 I mean, do I even go? Uh, you have a skill to learn. Yeah, that's so what I I'd go there. But I consider cutting it short. I would. You see, see, with that level of drama. You can't compete with it. No. You can't. That's just, just a tsunami of, of behavior that's going to continue with or without you. That's what it feels like. A big tsunami. I use that word all the time. Yeah. And it takes me out for like a week. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. So it's like, okay, it's enough already. Enough already. I'm not getting out of Dodge here. Just load up. Drive away. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you leave? Um, wanting my kids to have that access to, to a great rough. time in the sun and because they're, they're not conscious of it. So wanting to it might be at some represent level. that, well, they are on some level. They've made comments where I've thought, wow, that's perceptive. Maybe teaching them how to make a boundary. Yeah. 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 You'd be teaching them that abuse is not okay. Yeah. But it never looks like that. but you're teaching them that if it looks like love it could never be abusive and we just take the little bit of love and we suck up all this abuse that's what you're teaching them and then what would you recommend in terms of the that trauma cycle that it feels almost like cellular at this point. So step one is for for you to know the know the smell, not play the game when abuse that looks like love is coming your way. I do not play the game. I can stand detached, be objective, and I'm not buying it. And it's very nice. Thank you very much. It's like, oh my god, you're awfully cold today. Oh, I'm fine. Like not, not playing your game, not playing your game. Whatever you have to do to not play the game. Step one. Step two, if you're losing ground and you feel you're being pulled in and there's just too much manipulation and you feel I'm going to have to start defending myself now, you got to leave. You got to leave. You have to leave. If you have to distance yourself from them for a while, do it. Do it. No explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Because an explanation is going to be registered as drama, as more drama, more engagement. And it sounds like you will always lose that because no matter where, yeah. no matter what you offer, they'll dig lower, they'll dig lower, they'll dig lower. But so, Do you think on some level they'll pick up on what's really happening though? I mean, they'll, they do have some connection to the Like when we bring light into a situation, it always helps the situation. Yeah. Always. But sometimes people have to go more into their crap before they'll actually come out and respond to the light. Sometimes it drives them deeper down into their own pain, which is actually what they need in order to come up again for air. 
So, yeah, it might get very toxic for a while. Right. But if you're out of it and you're teaching your kids to be out of it, yeah. like how badly do you want this pattern to change? And if you want this pattern to change, then we're talking about the releasing of the trauma because the re-traumatization that's happening, we have to stop that. So the only way to re stop the re-traumatization is when you know it's coming, no way, no way. And you take whatever action you have to do in order to, no way, I'm not doing this. And would a skill be like almost like mirroring something back? Like what is a good skill for setting a boundary with a highly manipulative, toxic situation that doesn't give it any stickiness? Walking away from it is the best. It's like, you can't play with that. If it's really toxic, you, there's no penetration of, of light. There's no logic. There's no rationale. There's no honesty. It's like, how, how do you even start communicating with that? I'm like, where would you even start? Why would you even bother? Do you know? Yeah. If there's no chink at all for change, and if you feel it's the same as it always was and that there's no chink, then, then I, I wouldn't even bother. I've just gotten burnt so many times from really believing, no, no, surely they, they want to see this. Or surely, surely their own humanity will let them see totally. this. Exactly. And you might get a half an hour and then, yeah. and then it's like, oh my God, there's some kind of a connection. And you're even more open. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and it comes again. Exactly yeah. right. That's happened to me so many times. I walk. <laughs> no. Like, no, I won't do that to myself. I love myself too goddamn much. I, I just love myself too much. I will not do that to myself. I won't. And so no amount of standing in your power can be strong enough for that. Walking away isn't... It is pretty powerful. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely powerful. It's powerful, yeah. It's not... I couldn't face this or I didn't have the strength or I have to ante up so that I can face it. So and these are the tools you need. When do I walk? When, when am I you know, believing that I can repair? When, when am I believing my own image of what I would like this family to be? What I believe this family can be? It's like you are holding a fantasy and that's their strongest tool over you because mm. you want to believe that it's something other than what it is. So I can't work through it if it gets to a point then the right boundary to set is I, because I, I keep thinking that one of my, you know, if only I can stand up to this and maybe that's kind of part of the drama and be strong enough then I will have in some way defeated, not defeated it, but, you know, learned the lesson from it, I guess. What I hear is that I will need huge courage to walk, and I don't know if I can do it. You're kind of looking for an excuse well, to I walk? Well, no, not necessarily, because okay. I can make up, ex you know, I can okay. make up excuses okay. to walk, and that would be fine. Um, it's just feeling that in, in some way that part of the lesson, and maybe this is like part of the abuse cycle, is trying to c not conquer it, but 
I'm stronger than this. Like I can face this or I, right. You're not strong enough until you really face the reality of what's going on there. As long as you're holding an idea of what it could be, what you would like it to be, as long when the reality check of how toxic it is and how bad it is for you and your kids is really at home in your gut. Okay. Now you're in a position of power, but what's bleeding your power is, is just, but, but we can love each other. It's not that difficult. They want this too. It's like, like, this make believe stuff and throw in some spirituality about love. You know, all that package. It's like, Oh, it's working against you. It's working against you. But as long as you're holding an idea, which is completely different about the experiences, you're not in your power. You're not in your power. So from a spiritual standpoint, you know, that what I tell myself in terms of, well, you know, humanity is good and, and this, and I'll find the good and I'll see the good. And certainly if I'm compassionate, then that will be well received. And somehow I can love this situation into being something different. Is that spiritual bypassing? Yes. So there's kind of light and dark and everything in between, and sometimes yes. you are you are not responsible. There is nothing. It doesn't mean that you're not empowered if you can't bring light to a situation and somehow transform. It's about having the wisdom to know when light is needed and when walking is actually the highest expression of the light. Okay. Because I'm also a very loyal person. Be loyal to yourself. Yeah. That's where the book stops, not the idea of what it could be. Yeah. And then in terms of like intuition and trust, since my intuition was so off on this for so long, you know, I have trouble trusting my intuition in other situations where maybe I should be open. To receiving love. That'll come. That'll come once you find your power in this situation. This will make you find your power with our immediate family. If you can find power, you know, if you can stand in your authority, in your power, and act out from there with no agreement to be abused, if you can do that with the family you were reared with, a whole lot of stuff gets mucked up. Okay. I wouldn't worry about how... You'll be forced to be reckoned with. Like You'll have discernment and wisdom. Like a whole other spectrum of, of discernment will be open to you. Okay. But because there's an off-limits and we use this spiritual ideas in order right. to not take action, it's like, well, of yeah. course, of course you've disabled yourself. Of course. So empowerment does mean... And, and still being in spirit does mean sometimes saying no, means walking away, yes. means yes. pleasing other people, yes. means doing things that other people might look at and say, how selfish. All of that. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> Pardon? And can be frequently. Yes. Yes. It's much easier to stay part of the tribe than to stand out. Yes. 
Well, it's part of the feeling of belonging, right? That I'm going to be letting go of. Yes, that's kind the of idea scary. of belonging, because it, it's very, um, it's a very high price to belong to that family. But their ideas of what it could be, and their gener- generosity. Yeah, but look at the price. You know, their capacity to be loving. Yeah, but look at the price. This isn't authentic generosity or love. It's not. Want more for yourself. Don't play that game. You're compromising yourself for the idea of of a potential. It's like like the honeymoon phase, you know? We, We just, oh, it's really cute. And the same thing that you thought cute at the beginning of the relationship is a pain in the ass. Oh, two years later. Right. Yeah, you and know, the analogy of date rape is so perfect. I bought you the most expensive. Yes. I bought you a three hundred dollar dinner. There we go. And this yes. is, you're the best date I've ever been on. And yes, that's right. Wow, who who saw this coming? That's right. So by dealing with this, then then it gets me off the trauma hamster. Absolutely. Wheel. Yeah, because okay. you're re-traumatizing. You're agreeing to re-traumatize Absolutely. yourself. Is this an agreement that I've made on some level with myself or in spirit or... Mm, just self-love isn't solid enough and you've bought into some family ideal that's not your experience. Something got sold to you, you know? Mm-hmm. But this is how it's done and this is because we love each other and it's like, oof. Do you have any other recommendations in terms of uh, healing? Like, uh, I was thinking Reiki, or are there any other tools that you can think of that might be good to kind of purge this because I'm so stuck here that it's hard to breathe? Make a list of, of um, what, I, what I like to think goes on in that family, my family, and what really goes on in my family. And I would love you to get rid of the ideas that you have, the potential, the fantasy. I'd like you to see through those. And it's like, is that really there or is it just the potential? Because the potential is not happening. So you're kind of living in a fantasy. We need you to get more real about it. That's the kind of work I want you to do. It's like, no, my perception has to be authentic here. So where am I kidding myself? Where am I making excuses? Where am I using spiritual bypassing? Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. There's that biblical parable, isn't there? Um, where, um, pardon? The, 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 the temple was taken over and turned into a marketplace, you know? Yes. And Jesus didn't say, oh! The divine is expressing as the marketplace. You know, these are my brothers who are making a quick buck. You know, it was like, get out of Dodge. Yeah. Get out of Dodge. Not okay. You know? And thus we have sacred places, you know? Certain things are not okay. And it's like, there's no compromise here. Get out. And not explaining it. Oh, no, no explanation at all. Because, no, because the explanation, you're lost. You're lost. That's part of, and now you're sliding into it again. No, there's no explanation. It's like, make up an excuse and leave. Once it's like, okay, okay, this is too much. This is too much. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sliding in here. Get out. Get out. There's there's something for me when I feel into it energetically. Yeah. This family has this, we'll call it manipulation energy. It's a vortex of energy. It's kind of the circling energy. Yeah. And you just having this conversation connects to it. 
it pulls you into it, right? Yeah. You have to make the decision, do I want to be in that energy or do I not want to be in the energy? Right. And that's what she's talking about, being in your strength. Anything you do to try to engage in it, you're going to, you just oh, yeah. pour yourself into that energy. Oh, interesting. So and her leaving, oh, I'm sorry, her leaving will probably be the strongest explanation. Like, that will send the clearest message. Because on some level, they're going to know, I mean, what's really going on. I would imagine, I don't know. Maybe I'm him, yeah, it's what do you want. What, yeah. what do you want? Do you want to continue to play the game or not? There is no halfway house. There isn't. There isn't a halfway house with this. Yeah, you do, yeah. You do, you want compromise, and it's absolutely... Take them to a hotel and give them another Christmas. Well, that would be right in the drama show. But I want, yeah, I want to be able to say, here's the experience, and then be strong enough not to be sucked into the vortex. You're not ready. like it's a a weakness to be sucked in, and it does feel like a vortex. Those are my words exactly. I want to be able to stand in, see the tsunami, see the vortex, and feel that I am so empowered that I can, like, walk through the tsunami and the vortex and escape. In two years' time. After the war. Uh After your exit. I had to do that with my family. And I had two children that I was raising and had to separate because of the vortex and the expectations and the manipulation. And it's okay now. (coughs) It's years. My children are in their 20s. But when they were young, we had to have different kinds of Christmases for a few years. Right. And it's okay. They're okay, and they know. They're on some level, they're they're tuned in. What's happening? Yeah. And they're better for it, for sure. Yeah. So, so by living your example, and, and you're not weak. You're drawing a boundary. You're mm. saying, "I am not engaging with this." Mm. It's just that clear. There's no right or wrong, and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And then, as you get stronger, you will be able to dip in. And you choose to and see the game. Yeah. And... yeah. Can, I, can I say something else? Yeah. It seems to me that, like any pattern of abuse, there needs to be a safety plan also. So maybe plant a seed on why you have to leave early. Yeah. Because inevitably you're going to have to, maybe. Yeah. And so maybe, uh, well, I understand your desire to mitigate the drama. Right. I, I have, I feel that, like, to the deepest part of my being. I feel it. And I've experienced it myself. And so, for those of us who, you know, are pleasers, yeah. and we want to mitigate and the drama. Fixers. Right, right. But it's really you that you're fearing, like your reaction and what's going to happen to you that you're fearing and not them, right, as a consequence of them. But if you have a safety plan in mind, oh, you know what, we... We really would like to stay here, but we can't. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. If you can have that ahead of time, it might help you to stay stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on some level, you have to cut your losses. You just have to say, "I'll take what I'll just do this." She will have to separate. Yeah. You yeah. you will have to separate from them. Yeah. You will have to. Well, my sister's done that. Ah. Okay. There's already a model After, for. I'm not going to go into this, but a level of abuse that nearly destroyed her. Yeah. A 
very beautiful, healthy young woman. You're getting out a bit sooner then. I am. Well, and, and so, but seeing that was like, you know, something must be wrong. I mean, literally, beautiful, healthy young woman turned into an alcoholic, brought in and out of psych wards. I mean, ugliness. Yeah. 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 And watching that and then having to understand, but it was all her fault and all her problem. Right. Right. And you, you don't need to put your children in that situation. Huh? No, that's right. So if they've already had a huge opportunity to see their part in the family dynamic as it plays out, they've already missed a huge learning opportunity with your sister. You're not going to change them. And the next one will be your fault and it could be your problem. That's coming and you've got to be all right with that. Allow them to have their opinion of you. Yeah, and be all right with that. And that's part of the fear. Yeah, it's of course. It's coming. It's coming. Some part of you wants, I want their love. At any cost, I'll take their love. Because that's why you keep going back for more. But it's, it's not love. It's not. It's abuse. It's not love. Well, part of, well, I had one foot in the fantasy. Pardon? I had one foot in the fantasy. Yes, of course. Of course. And what does this do to my belief about humanity? Like when I see this happening... Can we give you the mic again there? Sorry, I'm having trouble here. Yeah. When I see this um, happening in my own family, what do I take away? What, what do I now go around and think? Like what does this tell me about humanity in general? It tells you about your family. That's all. That's all. It tells you this is possible. This is possible. Okay. And I have to grow from it and learn as much as I can from it because it's on your path for you to grow. Embrace the cycle. Embrace the cycle. For you and your kids, yeah. You know, so, so, I wouldn't make it about a global thing. It's about you. It's about you. Keep it about you. You'll get caught in the wider things like, ah, it's about you. You not re-traumatizing yourself. And is part of the attractiveness again in relationship that if you don't facing? if you don't stop agreeing to be re-traumatized, yes, of course you keep repeating it because that's how love shows up. It's my frequency. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you you've been trained to imagine that this is the price of love. Really, this is this behavior kind of can be accepted because this is how love can come. Room room to believe that. Yes very big. Yeah. It's very big. Because you're on one side of it. When you're on the other side of it, it, it reproportions. Yeah. Takes my breath away. Sure. Sure. Because you're walking into like claiming your power that you haven't had before. And it's your own power that scares you. It's your own power. Well, my own power gives me detachment from what I know. Your own power gives you detachment from what Being you know. standing in my own power okay then forces me to detach, no longer gives me the belonging in a system yes. that to the outside world is what everybody wants. Beautiful cars, beautiful this, beautiful sure. that. I mean, you sure. can't find fault in that. And how it looks. In how it looks. Because mm. everyone wants, you know, supposedly, that's what people want. 
And so staying in a power is disconnecting. Has felt almost disrespectful in some ways because, my gosh, there are people that are starving in this. And look at all of this. You should be grateful for this. Come right back into our tribe. Right? And then marrying into an equally beautiful, oh my gosh, you should be grateful for this. Sure. And understanding that you have to pay the price to be part of something that looks so good. When the value is on how it looks, it's invariably kind of rotten inside. Mm-hmm. Invariably. So, you know, yeah. so you've got to see in yourself, like, what values do I give on how it looks? Because you, you, you might be hiding behind that yourself. Well, it's wanting, you know, having raised two children on my, my, on my own now, taking them away from this beautiful relationship and they love their dad, and their dad looks perfect and has a perfect family in juxtaposition to now my sister has gone through all of that. And sort of like, what do I have? That's kind of at the root of it now that I think about it. What do I have to offer them that looks normal and healthy? Something real. Absolutely. (laughs) Authenticity, honesty, wisdom. No bullshit, no facade. Real love. Real love. Real love. Yes, Anu? No, no, I was saying. Sorry. No, no, I was saying that was one thing that got missed in, in uh, this. It should be reasonably easy to figure out real love. So when somebody pretends to love or gives you big things, or, I, I can't believe it is that hard to prick here and there and figure out how real this is. Because that was also there in her uh, question somewhere as to how do I know a real situation where someone does indeed want to love me. Nothing nothing wrong. You can't, you can't live your life this is, uh, suspecting everything all the time. Right? I mean, she can. Yes, and I don't think she will. I think because we have such, um, um, su- such an idealized idea of the family, that the family's definition of love has influenced her and some part of her doesn't really want to see what's really going on there that that's not love at all but she's been trained to believe it's love you, you see and because because the, there's only one family really you know like we all have one of those you know because the family has such importance culturally to really see that I, I have to walk away from it. We don't have a healthy model for that. If we walk away from our family, society says there's something wrong with us. Absolutely. After you've walked away from your husband, now your family. Now your family. What's wrong with you? Yes. These That's right. Both looked fantastic. That's right. What is wrong? What's wrong with, with you? you? Yeah. That's and right. I don't want my kids to look at me and say, "What is wrong with you?" Well, what they will as long as as long as they're being infiltrated yeah. by the. F- by the code and the value system that works in the family. That's the tribe. That's the unhealthy tribe's attitude towards you. And your kids will learn it for as long as you keep saying it's okay. Do you see? And if you feel there's something wrong with you, that's what you'll project to them. Like, you're taking the blame for it all. 
Yeah. It's about you knowing that you're, there's not, really nothing wrong with you, that you're stepping out of a that's situation that's wrong. Yeah. 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 Isn't it so that how your kids are just like a, an open sponge? Yes. They don't, they don't learn what you say. How they learn how, by the quality of that you are. So all of the bullshit stops there. Because no matter what you tell them, they're going to become the quality that they're exposed to no matter what you tell them. Well, they don't sense it for me, but what they'll give, well, they'll say back is, oh, they love money more than people. And I'm like, wow. Had I known that at your age, I'd be in a very different place right now. Right, so you want to show them that it's not about They already, yeah, they already know. Perception is reinforced by your action, exactly. You acting on that is teaching, is confirming that to them. That's love. I feel like my kids have really benefited from my situation. Sure, when we walk in integrity, the kids learn how to do that. Yeah, Yeah, it's huge. You know? We step away from something that's just very toxic. And this morning we had the opposite of Susan's mother never getting out of the shame and Susan doing it now at this stage of her life and feeling that, God, I'm so old to be doing this, like she said it herself, which is like, yeah, of course, you know, because look at at the way her her mom never broke out of it. So it takes us much longer if our parents keep endorsing a behavior. It's in our subconscious. It's hard work to break it. When our parents were subject to it, too. Your kids need you to step out, but you have to do it for yourself. But they need you to step out. Otherwise, they'll end up repeating the same thing yes. again. So the cycle continues. Yes, of course it will continue. I think part of the, two things. Number one, being in shock. Looking back at this from childhood on seeing the lies and the manipulation and the abuse and this beautiful smile that came. it's so shocking it's like oh right it can it can it's just very disturbing to me there's a psychological term for that it's called cognitive dissonance And that's kind of a little crazy making. Yes. And so it makes you a little bit more vulnerable to manipulation again. Yes. Because nobody will validate that. That's right. And it's coming also, and maybe this is part of sinking deeper, is just realizing, in my opinion, and would love your thought, that it seems to me that nothing really is the way it appears to be. And that's such a, and that's such a, like, you know, that, my trust issues, I guess, get just like, well, if nothing is actually the way it appears to be, then, you know, where, where are your guardrails or the, where's the safety and in, in not being able to look at anything and really saying, this is what it is for what it is. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mix that because that's kind of a, a kind of 
feels a little bit like spiritual bypassing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because from yeah. a non-dual perspective, yes, we can say nothing is as it appears to be. But th- that's not really appropriate. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because it's like... When, 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 when you speak about the wider thing, what about humanity? What about nothing appears? When you get wider, all you're doing is just avoiding the core issue. Every time you talk about it, you've like, okay, she's off it again. She's running again. She's running again. She's looking for an excuse, any excuse at all to, 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 to not take the action that she's got to take. This is one problem. This is not a no, bigger expression of not at all. the universe no. and no. my destiny. No, it's one big spiritual lesson. That's what it is. And it can be isolated. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I think it is. Because you, you, you'll, you'll be attuned to like smelling it a mile off, so you, you won't repeat yourself. You just be avoiding situations of where that shows up again. You won't even recognize that it was there because you're just not attracted to it. So it won't show up. It just won't show up. And that'll be part of it. Mm-hmm. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, it's no simple. Drama. It's simple. No self-punishment, no drama. Oh, no. no. this is bigger than it needs to be. That's right. No, this is some big... This is a problem. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Be real. Yeah, be real. Understand it. Yeah. Don't fear it. Yeah. Be real with it. Yeah. And take action. Yes. And take action. To make sure you do not dance in that energy again. That is very empowering. Do yeah. not have to make yes, it we're there. anything uh-huh. yes. bigger, more That's right. Than what Yeah. What it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She's feeling her power. Yay! Yay. <laughs> well done. Well done. Can I just? I just have a family dynamic question. Can I piggyback on that, or? If we're gonna have a lunch break, now's the time. Uh, oh, lunch break. We we're branding it too. You waited as well yesterday. Oh my goodness! You're something. How <laughs> <laughs> you keep track of everything? Um, it, it's okay. I, okay, so you're seeing a pattern here. Yeah, I am. So no, we're going to go with you. <laughs> Sorry if you're all hungry. I don't know. We're going to go with you, okay. and we we'll catch we 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 catch it down over. Okay, go for it. All right. Um, first of all, I just want to say um, I just spent my first Thanksgiving away from my family, and I have two daughters, nineteen twenty one. And I, for very, uh, pretty much the same reasons as you. The dynamics are a little bit different, but it's basically the same stuff going on. And I said to my daughters, um, I'm so sorry that we're not with the extended family. I feel like there's a, you might be losing something. And my oldest daughter turned to me and said, are you kidding me? There's no <laughs> drama? This is wonderful. I, it was just the three of us, and they're like loving it. They loved it, and they can they pick up the bullshit. They pick it up. They, my oldest daughter picked it up. I think even before I did. Yeah. 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 I mean, clearly she had my ex-husband figured out <laughs> so many things figured out, and um, it's just. 
I had the best Thanksgiving that I think I've ever had this past Thanksgiving. It was beautiful. It was sincere and loving. So. And Pete Walker has a great book. It's called um, Complex Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder. Have you heard of it? No, but I, yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. Um, I can kind of see why people get so connected with a guru. Because I'm starting to feel really attached to you. And there's a part of me that doesn't like it. And I mean, because you are the kind of person that I've always wanted in my life. The fact that you actually remembered that I waited. Oh God. How do I do it? How can you be this sensitive? And focused in all the energy that you give out, that you give to this, it just amazes me. Uh, anyway, I, thank you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk about when the false senses um, falling away and the sense of the, um, the oneness, the divine is starting to run you and you become more aware of it. It, it becomes stronger and stronger. Uh, I'm having some difficulty navigating that where I'm changing in a number of ways. And one way was getting clear about that craziness, the, you know, the false stuff going around you, um, it was, it, that's magical, it's beautiful, and um, you still got to deal with the, the um, pain of it, and the sadness, and letting go, but it, it's so beautiful to see things more clearly. Um, giving an example of what I'm talking about. I have no desire to exercise. <laughs> and my body so needs it, and I feel like it wants it, but, and I'm gradually gaining more and more weight, and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> what is that? How can I, I'm starting to, and you know, some people, I used to do energy healing work, shamanic work, and the feeling for wanting to do it just keeps falling away, and that's okay. Uh, I got some financial issues, and it's like, well, I could be doing this, but there's something inside of me that's saying, no, don't. Um, so I'm doing my best to follow that inner knowing and feeling, and yet I'm having trouble navigating the three-dimensional world with the changes going on inside of me, paying the bills, um, taking care of the body, that type of thing. How do you how do you do that? How do you navigate when when 
everything wants to just, um, a lot of times do nothing, nothing. And I know part of it could be um, connected to being hypervigilant most of my life. So there's a part of me that's extremely tired. Um, and at the same time, you know, just go for a walk, Donna. Why, why can't I get myself out the door to go for a walk? Um, and yes, I have dealt with this chronic low-grade depression probably most of my life. Um, and I seem to have openings where I'm coming out of it, and then I go back in. So that's lightning. But still there's this trying to navigate what do I do? Because I want to do everything possible to promote this um, completion of the false self falling away. So it's almost like I don't want to make any mistakes. And at the same time, I feel like it's running me. This energy, the divine energy is running me. And it doesn't, it doesn't want to go to the gym. It doesn't want to do anything too extraneous. Or is that me making it up? <clears throat> When there's enough self-love, we'll take care of the body. It's the self-love again. You know, it's like, it's like, why wouldn't there be, on the phenomenal level, why wouldn't there be taking care of the body? You know, we, 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 we dress, we put on makeup if we're going someplace where that's right. appropriate, whatever. Why do we do those things? And why wouldn't we exercise it or eat well? Like, what's self-care? What's a habit of self-care and preening, you know? What's, what's the habit? And, and why wouldn't there be a habit to love the body in terms of exercising it? I, maybe um, most of my life has been this focus of, on appearance. And I have to look a certain way. That was like how I shined as a child. Um, and even then, that kind of, it was like, oh yeah, you're very attractive, but let's not put too much attention on that. But it fed this, that I have, that's it. I have to be this. I have to, you know, make that area of me shine. It's almost like I'm rebelling. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck that. Yeah. I, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I, I want to take care of myself. I yes. do. I do. Yes. But I don't want that to be the driving, you know, reason for exercising. There we go. So you're pushing against the, the, the conditioning as a child. Yeah. And it's just showing up like a lack of self-care. So if we can reorganize your relationship with your body and how you look mm -hmm. to come from just, it's a beautiful expression. And I'm taking care of it like I take care of any plant that I enjoy looking at and having around. Right. It's about rewriting your relationship with yourself and how you look, your image and your health. Is it, it, could there also be a piece where this energy, it's, it feels really dense, mm. like divine energy, and it's like, I'm just kind of like in another world sometimes, a lot of times with it, and I don't want to 
it leaves me with the feeling of, I don't want to do anything. So there's an interpretation that, that the pure consciousness, that the divinity is like static, dense, solid, what, like, because it's, it's in everything. I mean, it's, it's everything. It's everything. It feels as though this energy is just kind of going, it's coming down. Coming through. down through you. Yeah. What color is it? Colors. Um, or texture. What's the speed of it coming down? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it feels... <clears throat> it just feels... It's not It's not a negative thing. It, it's just I'm aware of it. It's just this heavy... Uh, I want to say dark. It's not, it's not evil. Yes, yes. You know what it feels similar to? Sort of, um, I felt the energy of Mother Earth... And it's rich and dark and dense and yes, beautiful. Yes, um, it's almost like that. Okay, okay. And so, Mother Earth also an, 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 animates and makes flowers and, and volcanoes and right. There's also this capacity for huge action through it. Right. Right. I'm feeling that there's something blocking the action, that there's something there in the middle, some belief system, some lethargy, some, something blocking the action. Because it can show up, show up as action and inaction, that, that divine moving through the form. Okay. But you've got the inaction bit, but actually it feels, it, it feels like more stuck than, than just the, the rest and the stillness. Okay. It feels thick. So you think it's, trickily. it's um, I don't like to stay present because of, I, that means I would have to feel all the rest of it that's waiting for me to take a look at it yes. and heal. Yes. That's probably it. Yes. So when, so I, and I think there's this um, fear that when we do, the closer we get to fully awakening, am I going to just want to sit there <laughs> and do nothing? Obviously, you're, you're not doing that, but it almost feels like that. It feels like, oh, I'm just going to want to do nothing. Like, completely nothing. There's no knowing how it's going to show up, and it will take you by surprise how it shows up. What what you will do, you know? Yeah. How how spirit will use your form because it's doing it now. Spirit is using using your form, right. and and it's having the experience of being a bit stuck, being a bit static. You know, you're putting on the pause, and it's like it might go into an area of a load of activity where actually you're you know falling flat on your face, and it's like okay, okay, that's the experience that's happening through this form. That's fine. Mm. I'd like you to be as open to that as you would any other image that your mind is imagining it would be like. We can't second guess it. The whole point is freedom. So there's no planning. There's no, like, yeah. Yeah. there really isn't. This darn thing does it has its wicked way with you, you know? Like, it really does. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. It's like I'm on this ride, and I'm doing my best just to let go. 
Right, go with it. Right. Which is very difficult for yeah, yeah. my yeah. upbringing and what's yeah. how I've been taught. Um, okay. All right. I think I... I think, it, again, it boils down to looking at those pieces that I'm avoiding looking at. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And okay. let yourself get it wrong. Let yourself make mistakes. Mm. Like, and, and all that happens is that, you know, I don't think there's going to be any one big flash, big samadhi for you. It feels like that the, the spaces between stuff coming up gets longer. You know? It, it, it's it's more like that for you. Okay. And when stuff comes up, you never you never you end up going into a place of never losing that ten percent in the outside of all of it. There's no avoidance. You're not you're not playing any games there. Right. But there's an awareness of your divinity, even though you're 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 working through what the personality has to tidy up. You see. Right. And it ends up being like, oh, there's about thirty percent there, even though I'm healing something. I'm looking at something yucky that's memory-based. It's a pattern from memory. Right. Oh, there's about 50% of me, actually, really. Half my attention is outside. Wow. And it just starts to grow that there's more and more attention looking from pure consciousness. Right. Then, right. And, and a little bit of it is all that's needed to manage life. Okay. You see? Yeah. I think that's how it will go with you. Yeah. There'll just be more, more, more of a shift. Okay. But yeah, be with whatever's coming up, dig it up, play with it, have fun yeah. with it, and find exquisite love for your body so that you're not reacting. Right. And develop a pattern. It's like, okay, I gotta develop a new pattern that, that supports this body out of love for it. Right. And it's kind of like, it's like right action. It's like, oh yeah, this is the best thing for it. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, eating healthy food as opposed to fast food. You know, it's like, yeah, this is right for it. You know, the way we get called to doing what's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exercise is the same thing. Okay. So there's something pushing back against that okay. from your past. All right. Yeah, I keep getting, yeah. The point is to just sit and be. Yeah. And, yeah. and whatever comes up, yeah. to feel it. Oh, yeah, totally feel it. Totally be with it all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's good. And, you know, it might be like, okay, what would you have me do now? Come on, divine, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? I need to pay the bills. What would you have me do? Mm-hmm. You know, let's apply some common sense here as well. Come on, you know, <laughs> that conversation is fine too. Right. You know, and, and it's kind of like you're like, okay, I need to align my common sense brain. You know, mm-hmm. like there's cause and effect here. I need to make money to pay my bills. So come on. Right. right. You know? Yeah. You know? Okay. And it kind of awakens a creativity. Mm-hmm. It feels like, it's like your creativity is a bit disconnected from, from the divine space. Yes. And I'd like to bring in your creativity. Okay. Include it as a resource that the divine can use through you and express through you. Something to do with your creativity. Okay. Right. That brings it back full circle with the way you started this. Right. Again. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You've you got to find a creative thing. To, to... A box of crayons and, a, you know, the back of a wallpaper roll, which is what I have at home, you know. <laughs> Pull off a big sheet, stick it on the dining table, a big long sheet of paper, which is the back of wallpaper. And, and it's like, okay, okay, what needs to be expressed here? What's this? Because I can't find words for this. And there's something, something coming through. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I, okay, I, I go to that website and find out something. And it's something I 
you know, a ball I dropped or something. But I'm like, it's just, it's just not clear right now. My brain is supposed to pick up something and I can't hear it. Okay. And I, and I use creativity for that. Excellent. Okay. And it frees up something. It's weird, but yeah. it works. All right. I, I can see that going on for you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let creativity have its way. Thank you. Okay. Sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. How are we going to do lunch break? And chat to you afterwards. How much more work have we got? How much more work? How many more people have have, um, feeling that they need to talk? Should we just skip the lunch one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we could just skip lunch. Let's skip the lunch. Yeah, I do. I need a bit of a breather. I just want, yeah, I'm I'm monitoring how long lunch will be because I want people to feel closure. Why don't we take a break instead of lunch? And let's continue. So I, I want to um, piggyback on what you were saying about family systems. And your sharing, I was sharing with you, um, brought into a lot of focus, which was really fuzzy for me, about my own family system and my relationship with my mother and the overgiving. Uh, because there's an expectation of something in return later. Um, and then the, when that doesn't happen. Yes. Oh. Uh, so that was really useful for me. My question is, <clears throat> I come from a culture um, where family is really important. It's part of kind of, you know, particularly your parents are a part of kind of the expectation, the values that I grew up with is you never leave your parents. Ah, You're responsible to take care of your parents as they get older. My parents are getting older um, and frail. And I don't think in any circumstance that I would, from my own values, and we may call it socialization, but it is, feels deeply embedded, that I would ever leave my parents, if they needed me. Okay. So that is, you know... It's not an option. Not an option. Okay. And so, uh, at the same time, I noticed the drama. And maybe part of me, because of that value, has been sort of like... Yes. Yeah, like hiding hiding that truth. Yes. Because it's so hard for me to sort of walk away. Yes. So I've been... Part of my psyche has been sort of not seeing... The manipulation yes. because it's so hard for me to walk away. Yes, and I and I'm still clear. Like, if they need me, I will be there. Okay. For them. Okay. So, what is the solution under that circumstance? Okay. <clears throat> so, without walking away as an option, the other option. What, what we have to look at is how how you can see them differently and how mm-hmm. you can change something inside you Mm. so that you can be there differently. Mm -hmm. If you do arrive at, shoot, I have to walk away from them, it will be the right thing. Mm -hmm. If that's what you got to do, it will be clear as day that that's Mm -hmm. what you got to do. And no matter the the conditioning, if your greatest learning is to break through that conditioning, it will happen. Mm But if it's solidly in place and it's like, no, no, I will be there for them, that's, that's clear. And if there's a knowing that that that's the hurdle. Mm-hmm. There will be another way. Like, 
Okay, what I want to... I'm sorry, my brain isn't working too well. It'll kick in any minute, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) What I want to explore is let's not look at walking away right now because it's not an option right now. That's the reality of it. So it's not an option. So, So let's not be afraid that it will be an option because it's not an option. You see? So let's not use it as an excuse to look at the dysfunction. Let's look at all of the dysfunction. And somehow, if there's a being there or not being there, it's not on the table right now. It's really not on the table because there is no choice around that right now. So, so let's look at what, what the dysfunctions are and how can you be in that differently. I like that. I mean, I think that's, that's more doable for me. Yeah. And, and also, you know, there is a walking away and then there is a taking a break to me. Yes. Which it's... Perfectly fine yes. for me yes. to sort of say, yeah, this feels very intense right now, and I just need to take yes. a little walk yes. versus walking away. Sure. And I think that metaphor of taking a little walk and walking away, that taking a little walk feels better yes. to me yes. at this point. Good. Um, and it feels manageable. Yes. Because I can get some distance. That's it. And see the situation. Yeah. And then come back and re-engage in a more powerful way or in a more empowered way. Yes. Yes. So thank you. Yes. That's helpful. Th- that feels absolutely clear. It's mm-hmm. like that, that, that yeah. will work out for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it will work out for you. Yeah. I can't see you cutting ties with them at all. It's like, no, that's not, it's not in your field. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. But, but yeah, taking the break and, and you retweaking how you respond and retweaking how you respond, yeah. that, that, yeah. that could be your way. Yeah, yeah you can do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Sure. Sure. Yes. Hi. 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 Cool. Cool. I'm not exactly sure what I need to ask. So maybe I'll just describe what's been happening. Sure, sure. I've been feeling really tired the last few months. And it's kind of near the end. Is it close enough? It's like it's near the end of a cycle. I'm almost finished with a degree that I've been working on for five years. And I don't know if it's a physical tiredness. It manifests often as physical tiredness, but if I say lie down or do restorative yoga or I'm just in nature for a while, everything relaxes and usually something emotional sloughs off or something just kind of lifts off and I feel awake again. So that's one piece. And I'm just kind of trusting that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a nutritional problem or anything like that. So I think all those things are lined up pretty well. And I exercise. And I'm, I've actually been more in my body than I ever have before. Good for you. So I feel a lot of the physicality and strength. And so I'm not weak in that aspect. As I'm coming more into my body, or more of an awareness of my embodiment, I've really wanted to ground a lot. 
this might just be getting up next to a tree, which is the quickest way for me. Nothing works like that. Or I can lie down or do some of the slower yoga. A lot of times it's just a matter of snapping my attention back to my belly yes. and sometimes my feet. Yes. And that's really all I ever feel like doing. I don't care about watching thoughts. It just seems like so much effort to try to untangle a story. And sometimes I'm in flow, especially if I feel really rooted and I can feel the ground and I can feel my heaviness. It's like one thing moves to the next thing, to the next thing. But sometimes there's a break in that pattern and I get stuck and all of a sudden I'm very self-conscious or I start to get into the panic mode. What seems to be happening by itself is that my attention is going right away back down to my belly or my feet where I become aware of my breath and all of a sudden I can drop back in and I won't be confused anymore about, oh, what should I do next? Especially if I'm talking to someone in interactions. Because it's kind of unfamiliar territory for me in terms of being embodied and talking, it's more likely that I'm going to jump out and then I'm going to get really confused about should I leave now? Is it the right time to leave? Should I keep talking? What should I say? So it's, I found it's very useful if I just slow down and stop, sometimes even physically remove myself. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Excuse me. Oh my goodness me. Thanks, kind of great. Oh, wow. And sometimes it feels like I'm holding myself back, especially when I'm going from task to task. <laughs> or it's time to end a conversation or just to leave that room and to move on. To make time to claim, to make time for myself, to claim my own time in my own space. And I don't... Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still learning to do that yes and sometimes I can be really harsh about how I claim that time a lot of times I'm really soft and it's kind of finding that medium and I'm not worried about it but I think that sometimes I could be a little more of one or the other and I end up kind of switching them sometimes there's this sense that it's gone on for too long where I haven't really claimed my time and I need to and I know on some level I, that needs to happen but if it doesn't come from a quiet grounded place then it's going to come out in sort of a violent way where it's going to feel kind of violent because I'm going to all of a sudden say okay I need to go and that's, that's not really the way that I probably would say it if I'm feeling very centered At the same time, I'm learning that I have the ability to just cleanly cut something and stand my ground on something 
without feeling like I need to apologize. So there's just a lot of learning going on in this territory. And what might be useful to know is that for the last year I've been living with my family of origin because circumstances have just turned out this way. And actually it's been really good. And I knew that I was ready at the beginning. And it's bringing up a lot of patterns that just kind of need to be judged up that I can kind of get out of if I'm meeting with people who I don't know very well. So it feels like I'm in the right place. And then I'm just kind of trying to find my way of kind of how to stand my ground and to be really soft with it without forcing it. And then I'm also feeling tired. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. I totally get feeling kind of like a heaviness and then a piece of energy just like lifts off. It's like this kind of cloak stroke cloud that was somewhere around you just kind of whoops it's like okay it's gone back to myself again yeah sometimes we're picking it up from somebody else sometimes it's our own so I'm never concerned about the origin of it it's like oh there's something I need to clear it you know it's kind of the package and just managing that is, is just like you know messing about in the yard and washing the earth off your hands afterwards it's the same kind of thing. It's just like keeping our energy field clear. <clears throat> um, so, so your practice there is you're managing it fine and that might always continue. Most of us end up having that phenomena. I'm interested how you become self-conscious. I'm interested in the triggers that, that start the, the kind of uncertainty around what, what do I do here socially? What do I do? Oh good, I'm glad you um, picked up on that again. One thing I wanted to mention there is that it seems like I become all of a sudden aware of how I look. Yes. Um, when I was young, it's probably a mix of me thinking that I need to be this way and other people telling me, but it's like I have to appear a certain way and I have to hold my body a certain way. And there's just so much tightness around that and a lot of fear that I have to stay still or I have to be in a certain posture. Now, how does that get triggered? Is it true that you have to be a certain way, look a certain way? Is 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 it true, is that believed? No, it's not. And I can feel that now because if I look in the mirror or if I take a photo, it doesn't matter how I look. That's coming through more. Okay. So I feel like that's loosening up. Good. And that's happening as I do more things that give me joy, like writing, doing something really for myself without thinking about what I should be doing. Yes. And that's, by itself, it's just bringing me more and more internally oriented rather than worried about what happens on the outside. But it still comes up. 
It'll come up like here, where there's all, the, all of a sudden a tightness in my chest, and I feel so disconnected from my belly. Sometimes it's like a thought comes out, I'm about to say something that maybe will not be received really well, or I'm about to move in a way that is not going to be seen as desirable to the other person. I think what happens sometimes is that I pick up on what someone else might want to see in me, and then I kind of hold on to that, and that confuses my response. And I think I've been able to do this since I was very young. And in a way, I always felt like I had to manage that part because emotionally, it was such a tense situation. A lot of anger and a lot of sadness with my parents. And but I don't have to do that anymore. I mean, Correct. there is still conflict in the family situation, but I don't see it as a problem. When I first moved back, I thought, okay, I need to fix things, and I need to, need to interfere here and there. And so that would be pulling me out of myself and making me self-conscious. Okay. One person it does happen with quite frequently is my brother, who's younger than me. And I haven't found a way to be with him that feels really natural. I may be afraid of him exploding, getting really angry, because he tends to be not in the brightest of moods most of the time. Yeah, I think there is, there's hesitation around that. It shows up with other people, but it's, it's very strong here. I'm afraid that I'm going to step on a landmine. But I have had experiences where he's lashed out, and I've realized I'm not afraid. Good. Like I'll be humming or something, and he's gotten really upset at that. And I can totally understand that he's upset. He's just in his mind and doing his own thing. It's fine. And I remember it didn't upset me, and I just kept humming very softly because I knew I just needed to keep doing it. And. It was fine. Like, you know, his anger was just kind of like, it just turned into wisps, you know, and yes. went away. But back to your question about how does it happen? I haven't picked that apart yet. It's like, It's like this wall, not quite a wall. So the breathing becomes more laborious and then I'm afraid, I'm afraid to express. But what happens right before that?
it could be that I'm leaving myself and going to the other person. And then, otherwise I wouldn't be afraid of what I'm saying to them, of what I might say. thread running through what you're unpicking now and what you said about your brother is that there's there's some idea that you might have, I don't know where you picked it up actually um, uh, that you know it happens that I'm not safe sometimes yes that's how I feel that's yeah that's how I feel you know and it's somewhere I think it's in your nervous system I think there's yeah. like a the the Something triggers your nervous system, and when your nigger, tri, tri, nervous system gets triggered, that's what throws you out. You know, that's yeah, it's okay. then there's there's that jolt because you've left the peace and calm, and when your nervous system is activated in that way, and I think it's like a, it's just a, an, an old, it, it it it's an old belief, and I'm not even sure it's from. You. It, it's not from your own life. It's as much as I have right now. It's not from your own life. <clears throat> but you've learned that it's an authentic response and probably a useful tool to have. So it has some validity in your system. But all it's actually doing is triggering your nervous system. And because that's flip of a switch in your nervous system, it jolts you out. And then you have more perception of what's going on in the energy fields around you and you've lost track of yourself and you're out of your body. Yeah, that rings true. Mm-hmm. So, so then, of course, you're, 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 you're kind of micromanaging, you know, and, and trying to find out what your own behavior, how it could be optimized in order to take the next step. So, so you're, you're reading, instead of your own authentic expression, you're reading what to do from the external. Yeah. Most of us learn how to do this, and it's a bad habit. We learn it about the age three. You're kind of lucky. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. And then we have to spend years and years and years unlearning it. So, so you're, you're, you're spotting it as, as something that happens now that you're on the embodiment part, you know? So I'm after that, that belief that things, you know, my, my body, it can be unsafe for my body. And it's, it's a package that the body has to own, you know? And the more time you spend in your body, it's got the capacity to read when things are unsafe. But it's learned. If it wasn't learned, you'd know it wasn't unsafe. You'd know it was safe. Because it, it is safe. It is safe in the, both of those situations. You know that with your brother, it's safe. You know that when you're talking with others, it's safe. But something is triggering your the the an aspect of the fight or flight. Am, am I safe here? And it's triggering something, and that's the electricity of that is jolting you out. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like your body to find the natural blueprint of when you know there's a bus coming from you, and you're in the middle of the road, or you know there's a scorpion that's landed on your arm. Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah. Now we need your fight or flight to be activated. You see? 
Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, I was in the car with someone who was driving so fast, and they had a few drinks at dinner. And I've had that kind of that kind of fear where I need to get out of here. Yeah. And that felt like authentic. Fear. Yes. But I haven't had that in years. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that definitely felt different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That feels different. So this other one is a, is a kind of a habit that I'd like to unwind. Okay. So where do we start? Yeah. <clears throat> so your nervous system is misreading something. And it's just a learned habit from somewhere that, that I'm reading that this isn't entirely safe to be in my body right now. But it's misreading it. So rather than your nervous system coming up with the response, there's a whole selection of other options that are not as um, not going to jolt you out, not going to be as upsetting for your nervous system. And one is like, hmm, I really don't have the social skills to know what to say next. Which is true sometimes. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's the norm here? Are we done? Are we not? What, what should I do now? You know, and it's like, okay, okay, I just have to learn how, to, how this works. I just have to learn how this works. But to do that in a calm way, as though I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing a game here, you know? Um, and, you know, as regards those social skills, there really is no right and wrong way to do it. There really isn't. There's loads of people who have loads of social skills. They believe they've really mastered it, but they're a pain in the ass for everybody else. <laughs> do you know? It's very subjective. It really is. You know, and some people, yeah, I have loads of social skills, and it's like, yeah, you just keep talking about the same goddamn rubbish all the time. Do you know, like, keeping it on a safe level. You know, people say, yeah, I'm able to chat with anybody. It's like, yeah, but you never drop in. You, you know, I mean, there's, oh, my goodness, there's every version of it there. So there isn't a right and wrong way to do it. There's a, a, a way that works for you. And the one that works for you is for you to trust that the way you're doing it is right for you. Yeah, I, I've been cutting myself more slack recently about messing up. So I kind of just let myself go on and talk. If I feel there's a pull there to somehow express. Yes. Even if I can tell, okay, it's not coming from the deepest place, it's fine. At least I went through and I did it. Yes. So Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. So now what's happening is I'm getting a stronger feel for, okay, something needs to come out or something doesn't. It's time yes. to be quiet or it's time to walk away. Yes. So I'm not so judgmental in terms of, oh, I should spend a certain amount of time with people. Yes. Or I want them to see me this way. Yes, good, good. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And if you pull the it doesn't matter to the the layer in another layer, Mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter if you go too deep for a conversation, if you stay too shallow, that really doesn't matter either. Really, it doesn't. That's, that's just life. You know, mm-hmm. conversations happen the way they, they happen. There really isn't a, so much of a right and wrong. You know, there's reams of stuff written on the art of conversation, but for normal day-to-day stuff, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. There's more to be gained by trusting that how you're navigating it is the optimal way for you, rather than reading into people's response and taking your lead from that. Mm. That one waves red flags in front of me. Waves red flags. Because then you're taking their 
their acceptance of you as your guideline. Whoa, 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 whoa. no, 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 no. You, you have this beautiful way of just honoring what flows through you. It's like, we can't get better than that. We can't. But being familiar with being around other people's energies, no matter how volatile or whatever reaction they're having, and you maintaining your center, that's your challenge. You staying true to you, no matter the response that's arising in front of you. You honoring that. Yeah, so I've, I've, to practice that, I've made, put myself in situations, you know, where I have to do that. Yes. An old pattern would have been to just sit around and, you know, avoid situations yes. and escape them. Yes. It just doesn't feel natural anymore to do that. Yes. To try to play it safe. It's, it would actually take more effort for me to not follow through with it. Great. So. Good. I'm not worried. Yeah. In terms of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, the phase of, of embodiment requires you to practice being in your body, you know? So it's, it's pulling you in that direction. So instead of reading what's going on with people and taking your lead there, we've sliced through that one. Let's replace it with, oh, it's interesting to see what happened there. It's interesting to see their response. It's just interesting. But it doesn't influence your, how, you, how you participate. Right. But let it be interesting, because the mind needs some new perspective. If I take away that other perspective, it's like, okay, where, where is she going to look from? You know? It's interesting. I'm curious to see what, what, what happened there, what, what, what went down there. But with curiosity, with nothing else, nothing heavier. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, actually, I think it's very valuable that I am in the family system physically right now. Agreed. Because this is the most difficult place for me to do that. Because part of what um, the other woman was just saying about certain cultural expectations, about not speaking out and taking other people's roles very seriously. This is my mother, and therefore... Yes. I won't say certain things. Yes. I have learned actually to soften up in the past year when I've been with them. That's just around learning to see them differently. Yes. Learning to see them without so much memory. There we go. Being present. Yeah. Really just present. Exactly. And so there are a lot of valuable opportunities for me to practice this at home. And I just kind of sense into which room do I need to be in right now? Yes. Do I need to sit around someone? Even though I can tell uh, they're about to, you know, mm-hmm. they have this really dark cloud around them. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I can, yes. I can be there. Yes. So even when it feels uncomfortable, that's the only thing that makes sense to just sit in it no matter what. Yes. And a lot of what I've wanted to do by myself is to just sit and be with my sensations. And that's it. And it doesn't, I don't feel good if, if I have great sensations or feel bad if I have bad ones. Yeah. There's just no judgment. It that's doesn't right. matter how restless I feel. Yeah. I just want to be there because going into the mind, going into interpretation, it's like it's just losing its power. Yeah. 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 
She's doing it in reverse. You uh-huh. see? She's, she's doing it in reverse, you know. <laughs> the clarity was there rather than, yeah. rather than you slowly getting rid of the layers and layers and layers and layers of conditioning to, to start listening to it. It's like the clarity is there and the habits that are in mainstream living, you know, are like teasing you. What about this pattern? This is how it works here. This is how we do this. This is how we do this when we, when we live from ego. So you're like, ooh, 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 ooh. doesn't quite, doesn't quite, doesn't quite work you know mm. yeah mm. yep Thank you. you're very welcome very welcome Mary. well I really appreciated everything that you said because mm. I feel like I got ingrained as an infant into the idea that displeasing others was very dangerous and, and so I find now that when I go through my email or I'm answering questions or whatever, I find that I can get very tense. And I think what's happening is um, when I do some of these things, I'm concerned, or at least, I mean, it's not like I'm, it hasn't always been visible to me, let's put it that way. I'm now realizing that what it is is that concern of displeasing others is entering in and giving me a lot of tension in the body. But because it's been happening for so long, I just wondered if you had any advice other than, of course, to, to sit with it when I catch it. Or, you know, if there's any... It just seems like it's so prevalent and it's been going on so long, and I haven't recognized it really strongly until recently that I'm, you know, I'm a little bit at a disadvantage of working with it. But um, if you have any extra advice other than just... Being with it, I appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure why I'm going to ask you this. Okay, the sentence sounds terrible, but, but I have no other way because okay, I, I want to know what fine. you say, okay? Sure, sure. Why is it taking you so long? I think because I've been dealing with other aspects, and I have dealt, dealt with this aspect to some extent, because there's sometimes it's very clear. You know, like if, if I'm having a conversation with somebody and they um, are very negative or something, it's very clear. What hasn't been so clear is this underlying tension. And I guess I just thought maybe I was working too hard or something, so I'd take a break. And now what I'm seeing is that no, I'm still reacting in that realm, but on a very much more subtle level. You know, it's not been as visible to me. So when it happens in a big way, yeah, of course I notice. Okay. But nothing's even happening here. I mean, that's what I guess I'm saying. I'm not even facing, like, criticism or something. Yes. I'm I'm, I'm just noticing that I'm, as I'm doing work, when I'm interacting with others, even even when they're not present, yes, that there's tension in the body, and I'm I'm I hadn't realized until really, you know, this weekend how how much that was linked to my fear of that, even when it's not happening. So that's I guess what I'm I, I mean. It's that's how ingrained it seems. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, it's the way it's woven its yes. way through your system. All That's right. right, and very subtle. I mean, it's very subtle. Because I got you nothing now. has to be happening yeah. for me to be concerned about it. <laughs> Which seems a little crazy, but because I've, I've dealt with being publicly criticized Absolutely. and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, survived that quite well, but for some reason, just the fear of it happening in, in this way that, I mean, since no one's even there, it would be... <laughs> it's funny. It's know, like yeah. it's become a normal way of being exactly, or something. It's like exactly. your system says, oh yeah, this is this is what I do when I'm awake. And you're probably doing when you're asleep too. But, the, you <laughs> know, right, but this is what right. I do when I'm awake during the day as, yeah. as I hang out in this mode of, of, yeah. of, it could be dangerous, it could be dangerous. That's or right. some well, version of. That's right. And what I, what I thought is, you know, I've been thinking, well, I mean, there's no reason for me to be this tense, so, I mean, I just must be working too hard, I take a break, right. and then I refresh, I go back, and then it happens again. But now I think that's not what's happening. I think what's happening is there's this fear yeah. underneath it. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, I, I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm surprised. But let me just okay. say that, because it, it seems like there shouldn't be any fear in that situation, but the reality is, I think there the is. The reality is, I think there is too. Yeah, it just showed it, it disguised itself quite well. You know what I think might help, Mary, is something like CBD oil. Something to dial down your nervous system. Okay. That might, I, took, I took CBD for a while. I'm not taking it now, but I'm trying to think if it was different then. Yeah, was it different then? It's just to dial down the, 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 um, the, the, the caution that, that's active all the time. It's yeah. like, if we could just help your system in some way to recognize what it's like to be without it. Yes. Just, yes. just let it dip in. And, and I'd like lots of different um, things. CBD being one. Does massage do it? Does sex do it? Does sex with yourself do it? Does, what, what does it? Right. A bath. Um, sitting under a tree. What is it that, that, that gives you those little pockets of it's not there? Yeah. Well, two things. Yeah. Uh, you know, just sitting and focusing on relaxing the entire body. Yeah. And reading fiction, which basically does the same thing. It takes me totally out of my thought process. And I know this because I tried the I tried the just relaxing last night. That yeah. worked really well. I mean that was and it I works. also know I also know that sometimes when I'm taking a break, I'll pick up a fiction book. Yeah. I immediately go into a state where, you know, I mean, I, I would say there almost isn't a me. <laughs> so. But you've swapped it out for something else, for another story. Yeah, it's another story, but it's not my story. So mm. you know, I'm yeah. Out of it. yeah. So I think that's you know, and, and for a long time, I, 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 you know, when I, okay, so my steps of going prior often are, um, you know, I am Mary, I am I, prior to I. Okay. And there's such a relief when there's no I. And yes. I think even when I go through that process, the I is still contaminated by this, by a fear. And I think this is one of them. Yes. Yes. And, and we need to be able to, you know, have the body in the state, same state, whether you're a prior or not. Yes, and when I'm prior, I mean, everything's gone. So it's of course, <laughs> of course. You've but, disconnected from, from those thoughts. That but if there's any eye at all, it seems yeah. like I'm, I'm... I mean, there, there's a tension that leaves the body when I go prior. Yeah. I'm now connecting that, that tension to this thing of, you know, this concern about... Um, 
displeasing, you know. Yes. It, at that point in my life, obviously, as an infant, displeasing mom to me yes. meant <laughs> it was a survival thing. You know? Yes. So, but it's it's yes. It's now gotten subtle, but. It's, it's a very dangerous kind of soul because I'm always... That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I want to reframe it this way. It's like how, how the personal eye knows itself is that it runs this low-grade low grade fear. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That resonates. Okay. You won't be able to sustain being prior and leave that behind. You can't. So we've got to find out who's the, the experience of the personal eye without it being fearful. That peace has to happen. Okay. As a spiritual practice, relax the body every day. And if one day, if it's every other day, one day it's, it's doing a, you know, going through the body to bring down everything. And another day it's reading fiction. After the fiction stops, it's like, okay. And, and register the feeling of what the fiction does to you. Do you know? Oh, yeah. I because know. It's, it's the same. <laughs> yes. Except, except I think if I relax the body, it's a little more effective. I think so, too. I prefer that one. Yes. Because it's like after you put down the fiction, then, then it starts. That's just the method. Mm-hmm. Do you know relaxing the body, talking it through it is the method, as is reading fiction is the method. Mm-hmm. It's the experience where it brings you to is where, what I want you to register. Oh, okay. I want your system to feel that that's, that's the personal eye. That's oh, okay. the personal eye. So the relaxed body is the personal eye. Is the personal eye. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of playing a trick. Yeah, I, I see. I like it, though. But I, I think it's going to work. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. Like yeah, it's like that's the personal eye. Okay. The healthy, whole personal eye. The one that's resolved, you know? Yes, resolved yes. itself. Yes. That can trust. And that is. So I want you to find that as your reference point of the personal eye. Okay, and do, I'll do that every day. And, and I would. Yes. I would. I do it every day in order to like, okay, this is the personal eye, and hook it in to like, this is the personal eye. This is Mary. This is the individual Mary. Okay. This is it. Yeah, and I'll know if it works because when I go, I go my stepwise and go prior. Then if I, if I'm in the same relaxed state at the eye that I am in the prior, I'll, I'll know. That's right. You'll know. Okay. You'll know. Yeah. You'll know. Okay. Yeah like that thanks yeah sure sure you're welcome yeah i'm sitting here going should i ask a question okay i'll ask a question it's really more just a checking in so i got a lot out of your share today i do feel it's very analogous to my journey taking flight yeah becoming autonomous that i had to leave the marriage to wake up basically that yeah uh, I did find myself triggered yesterday by hearing about something at home that my ex was doing with his girlfriend. And I let myself carry on about that a little. Mm-hmm. And I found myself being a little stern with myself today, like, you're indulging yourself. You know, stop this. He has a new life. And I became more objective, and it was, it worked. You know, I just, mm-hmm. this is, I mean, poor Chester said yesterday when I was in a snit about something, I said, he said, oh, it's, it's, it is the way it is. And I said, well, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> he's right. <laughs> I got annoyed. But anyway, um, yeah, so I basically, I, I went through a lot of grief, which I think is natural, and uh, about various things. And so now, 
just to remind myself I'm indulging myself in memory. Yes. Yes. And just to cut it out. Yes. What do you get from indulgence? Oh, it's very painful. So I really... What do you get from it? Go, go a bit deeper now. Just, um, just sit with it for a second. What do you get from indulgence? What's the feeling? What's the... What's, what's the... What's the juice mm. there? Well, a lot of sorrow arises. Uh, that's not juice, though. That's very unpleasant. Uh, a lot of poor me, maybe? Or, no, I don't really do a poor me so much. So a lot of sadness arises. Is yes. there juice in sadness? Sit with it before you reply. I want okay. to reply from your torso, not okay. your head. Okay. Hmm. It's a very well-known feeling. I've had it for a very long time, for decades. So maybe the familiarity of it is that, but that doesn't feel, I want to get away from the sorrow, so that doesn't feel like I would get juice from it. It helps prop up the ego. I mean, it's part of the egoic system, so... Do you want me to answer in your head again? I'm in my head. (laughs) It's sliding up and it's like, she's running from something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm running from something. Well, I feel, you know, when I heard about this, honestly, I thought, well, I was easily replaced. I mean, you know, that ego thing came up, you know, after 25 years, more than 25 years. And, uh, okay. Uh, You know, and just a feeling like, I mean, these are pathetic feelings, but like, why are they pathetic? They're your feelings. That's true. Yeah, like, did he ever even miss me? I mean, I know he went through it. It's not even my business anymore, but I go through this sort of sorrow that comes up with certain ideas around it. Like, um, you know, that he's so, he's so moved on, you know, and, and um, I don't know. I really don't know, other than the basic scenario of something leaving your life and the grief attached to it. So are you telling me that your value for yourself has to run through how, how you see his, his behavior now as, as a means to let you know the value that he places on you, and from that you're building your own value. No. That, the whole point of this time is to have autonomy in all directions. Yeah. Which is to... I know, but what you're doing... Yes, what I'm doing is the opposite of that. Yes. I'm eroding that. by, by Yeah, and that, I recognize that today, actually. So, I was like, so, so did he even miss me? Did I mean anything? Yes. I moved on pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm t- am I totally dispensable? What you're doing is you're collecting data... Yes. ...in order to erode your own self-worth. Right. Exactly. The pattern is you erode your own self-worth. self-worth. Exactly. That's the pattern. That's the pattern. And you're gleaning data out there right. to find evidence mm-hmm. for a belief system that you're not looking at. Yes. Uh, your mind is finding evidence to support right. a belief system. The belief, belief system, system is the problem. That I'm not... My value for myself is pretty low. It's pretty low. Yeah. And that's probably a message I've received a lot in this life. From outer, yeah, you, you're gleaning it from outside. Yeah, I'm gleaning it. You're from taking outside. it. Yes, yes. From your ex, a couple yes. of years after your marriage is done, yeah. you're still yes. gleaning evidence to support a belief that you have about yourself. Yes. So that pattern of 
of gleaning yes. evidence to support a belief. Right. I'm after that. Yes. Yes. Because it's, yeah. It's, you see? Yes. So something outside of me will tell me what I am worth. Yes. Because I don't have a sense of it myself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You see? Yes. So that's why see. you're looking to circumstances to right. tell you how and who. That's proof who that I don't have much worth. There is proof. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. We're validating it. But the problem is, is that you're 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 going outside yes. to find it because you've never given it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And because you've never given it to yourself, it has to be on the floor. Yes. It has to be. Yes. Because it's only for you to establish. Yes. It's for you. It's for me to establish. Yeah. And that is happening. I'm fine. I kind of had this dip yesterday. But, in the, you know, I, I am feeling much more empowered in my daily life and what I'm doing and trusting my own decisions. And, you know, a lot of that's happening. Um, <laughs> Tell me your value for yourself. Talk to me about how you value yourself. Well, when you spoke to me about self-love yesterday, I thought that that speaks directly to it. It's like, um, yeah, I've been very hard on myself in this life. Very, very hard on myself. I have, yeah. I probably have been lacking in that regard, valuing myself. It's funny because I have a lot of confidence too, but it, that doesn't, it's not part of the equation. What value do you place on yourself? On who you are? Huh? Mm. The woman. What on value? the woman. Yeah, what value do you place? Mm. Wow. I always thought I was, I always felt I managed to sustain a sense of value even throughout all the abusive situations in my life. So okay, apparently gonna, I'm misreading it. We're going into history. Yeah. I want you to go into this place and it feels like it's an unknown territory. It is an unknown territory because I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. I usually don't do. <laughs> yes, I am drawing an absolute blank. I'm like... Eh, yeah. I don't know how to answer this question. That's right. That's right. Like the words are even having a hard time registering. Yeah. Which is very unusual. Yeah. So there's work to be done around that. Yeah. What's my value to myself? What's my value to myself? And from that we get our self-worth. Yes. Value, worth. Yes. See the linkage? Yes. What's my value to myself? Yes. How do I value myself? Mm. It's like in parallel to self-love, you know? Yes, it's, it's in parallel. It's a track. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to feel something down here. It's Yay. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Yes. I deserve love. <laughs> I deserve self-love. I deserve being valued. By yourself. Yes, by myself. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I'm starting to get it now. Recognizing my own value. Yes. Yes. 
Not because of anything. It's an internal gig. It's an internal gig. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So we need you to find that place. Yes. Like every day for the next week. Yeah. Find that place again to like crank it up so that right. it's not so. What, what, where is that again? And vroom, up you'll go to your head. Wow, that's amazing. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Like it, it, it just yeah. dissolves that. <coughs> yeah, I'm no longer yeah. picking and choosing things to support that sense of... The absence yes. of, of a, a solid self-worth. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I'm very much picking and choosing because there are a lot of things of in course. my environment that are telling me of course. the opposite. More that than the other. Actually. Of course. But I'm going there for some reason. Yep. Yeah. Now you know the reason. Yes. Now I know the reason. Recognizing my own self worth. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's for you to establish. So you've got to hang out there. You've got to yes. spend some time there. Okay. Okay. Great. And kind of, you know, ignite it, integrate it. Yes. Put a pilot light underneath it and, and, mm-hmm. and, and let it be part of you, you know, so that you come, so that your center has that part yes. also mm-hmm. to draw from. To draw from. So that you move from there, so that pure consciousness can operate through there. But yes. it can't operate when parts of us are still frozen. Yes. Yes. It's blocked. It's yes. blocked. It's we're blocked. Like, we're, uh, 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 we're not flowing. Yeah, I don't energetically usually feel so much down here, but this feels like it's more down here yeah, rather yeah. than the heart center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 It does feel that way. Well, that's great. Well, I'm glad I brought yeah. it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you so okay. much. Yeah, the corner. Yeah, we've got five minutes. So, yeah, 15. 15? Oh, oh yes. Okay. There's loads of cord. There's loads of cord. Um, I talked to you about my son about a month, a couple months ago. Uh-huh. I has to fill a group in. Um, he's suffering from mental illness, and can so I was going to ask if you could keep the camera with Jack. Could oh, you keep okay. it with Jack? Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Um, so, um, so I, I he for seven months he was homeless in his car. I went to Iowa and got him. He got a medicine. Didn't stay on the medicine. Went to. Um, then he was out for 14 months. He went all over the country, and he's got schizophrenia. And so um, we talked, and you said you have to let him go. I don't care if you think you have to think he's dead. You have to let him go, and he needs to let him go. And so I, I did that, and um, in a couple of weeks, he got the help that he needed. Um, so he is in a locked facility, and um, I think two issues. Um, you know, how do you love him and leave him at the same time? Like, I don't want to abandon him. Um, because I think I was abandoned. And um, I, I know that part of it is um, that, you know, I have to work through that belief that I'm bad because I was abandoned. Um, but I also want to be his champion because then I can redeem myself. <laughs> um, he was he was um, brilliant, sensitive, um, handsome. He had a whole package, funny, kind, intuitive. And I know we'll never be the same. Um, but I know something good will come out of it. So where am I with this? What do I need to do? <clears throat> the greatest gift you can give him is to heal your own abandonment. 
because then he's not getting a, any residue from that experience. Okay. So while he's in the locked facility, you got to change your own wiring okay. around this. Okay. So that your relationship with him isn't compensatory for your own right. experience. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're clearer. You know, you're, you're clearer. You've no, right. you've no, you've, you're not coming from a wound. Right. You know. Okay. I would pray for him. That's what I would do. Yeah. Pray for him. There's, there's, there's power in that, you know. That pure intention from the heart, and, and, and somehow it, it does something. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 So, in, you know, you know yourself, and I think you did say this actually, that he's your teacher because he's like, whoa! He's turning it up for you, you know? And so to see what, what, what else is he bringing up? Okay, I'm onto the abandonment. What else is this bringing up? What else is this experience bringing up? And really see it, see it as an opportunity to clear out, clear out, clear out. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, uh, if he's experiencing abandonment, don't make it about you. Don't make it about you. Your gig is to heal your memory and your past. If you can do your best at that, you actually c can't. You, you can't be responsible for how he receives it. If you're honoring your own wounds to the best of your ability, how you greet him is the best you can do. And that has to be good enough for you. Okay. Do you know? Mm -hmm. There's a certain acceptance of what you bring to him is the best that you can do, and that has to be enough. Okay. Right. You know, wanting to be the, the champion is rejecting yourself. I understand it, of course. It's just love trying to show up like that. But give me more authentic love and less out of it any day. Okay. Okay. You know? And the authentic one is, is of you managing managing yourself and from there see what comes through then not needing to fix just being okay with the way it is oh it is and fine love. the way it is right and love it the way it is oh he has yeah. his own path it's different to yours this is his path and and it it uh, you know he doesn't need a champion no he need a champion. no he doesn't need a champion he doesn't there's actually nothing wrong with his path really there isn't this is how it's showing up for him. We all have had our pain. And some of us still have our pain. But it's kind of what we're doing. It's kind of what gives us the capacity to experience and to feel fully human and fully divine and the magic of, of managing the two until you discover it's all the one trajectory. It's all the one trajectory. You know? It's the divine showing up in human form, you know? That's what it's doing. And, and the more we can get our wounds out of the way, the more fullness there is in our divine expression. You see? You owe that to yourself. Yourself. And he will gain from you doing the work on you. Right. If that looks like a champion or a, a, a wimp, I don't care. Because it could be real and it could be authentic. 
And that will be really the best you can do. That's what he needs. The best that you can do for you is what he needs. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's the greatest gift. You're right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Over to Preston. So, uh, last night, it was movie night with the family, and mm-hmm. uh, the little guy wanted to watch um, Back to the Future 2. And if y'all haven't seen that, they go to the future. And it was interesting because it was uh, 30 years into the future, three years ago today, right? Uh, and so watching it, just <laughs> completely ridiculous ideas of what it would be like in the future. And so that's kind of a long way to get around to. We had this idea of putting together a time capsule and writing down what we thought we were going to be like and the future was going to be like 20, 30 years from now. And it scared the living shit out of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I was like, well, fuck, I, what do I really think? What do I, what do I really think yes. is going to happen? Not what do I believe, not what do I want, what do I think? Super. And it was like, I think I'm going to be dead. Okay. Like, I'm going to die miserable is what came out. And I was, it scared me to death. Wow. And I think it went back to this love conversation, right? It's this lack, and it's like, I just, it just feels like life is just getting sucked out of me. And, by the, you know, and, and so there was this, it scared me. Um, and I was like, okay. And I've been sitting here sort of thinking about it today, and it's like, all right, this is something that needs to get <laughs> worked on, you know, that, because that's, that's not the way I want life to unfold. And it's, it's also interesting to me that, that kind of the small part of life, the small part of what's going on, can impact my belief so significantly that that's really sort of this trajectory that is driving my belief system long term, which I actually do think your beliefs man impact and you know this might, I have these expectations they're they're going to get lived out, um, and so that needs to get you know rewired, frankly. Um, anyway, that's before we rewrite. Before we rewire it, can we be okay with it? Can you find the place of allowing it? Allowing death and misery? Yeah. I, I guess I guess I could, yeah. I could be okay with that. I mean, that kind of sucks, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of sucks you're not okay with it. Let's say your nightmare comes true. Let's say it's your destiny. Let's say you're actually reading your real destiny. All of a sudden it got really hot here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There feels a surrender in that, yes. Yay. All right. Yes, I, I feel that. All right. It's almost welcome. All right. It's almost welcome. 
Because of misery or just death itself? Peace. Just peace is welcomed. But you mightn't be peaceful after your death. No, I will be. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So it's shifted from, yeah, I think I can accept it, to there's surrender in that, to I put in a silver lining cause, because that's my ticket for peace. I'm like, yeah. now, now you've jumped. Yeah. You, you've jumped what we're after. Okay. Like you tolerate it if it gives you peace as a reward at the end. It's like, uh, there ain't no reward here. There's no guarantee here. We, we go as far as misery and death. Period. Okay, can you repeat the question? Let's say misery and death is actually going to happen to you. And that is how it rolls out in less than 30 years, because you feel you'd be dead in 30 years, okay? If we really go with the scenario. Right, right. So in 20 years' time, okay, you're in the decline, and there's just this misery that, that takes over, and you end up just dying okay so let's say your fear of it is actually you picking up that it is your destiny that it really is you've been having premonitions all the time that's what was really going on can we welcome in that destiny you're fucking on my day <laughs> Well, it would be easy for me to say yes, but I'm not sure I'm there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me of this guy talking about his ear ringing. And I was like, dude, just accept your ear ringing. And here I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's, he's probably like, dude, just accept that. Like, oh. Yep. Yeah, different when it's our own fears, yeah. huh? Yeah, it's different. And I was yeah. thinking, of, I was over there just saying, I was like, yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna come, come back around. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is what I was thinking too. Like, yeah, you got here, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Full circle. Yeah. See, you got permission. Or manifestation people go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, need you to find the place of total acceptance and surrender of that fear. Because that, that, that fear uh, uh, can arrest you. Like, it has some potency. It's alive for you. Yeah. When you spoke about it, it's like, actually, this is being believed, that that's a real possibility, misery and death. It's, it's being believed. It is, yeah. Okay, so what the other layer of that is that that's the story that has grabbed some fear. That's the story. So in order for us to dissolve fear, we need you to be okay with the story. Because if you've complete acceptance for the story, then the threat that it has over you, i.e. the emotion of fear, dissolves. And you develop the ability to like, ah, that's a thought and it's creating that emotion. Okay, the more I feel the emotion, the more potent and belief I have in the thought. That's the circuit here. That's how fear works. So that's what I'm after. For you to feel that loop, how it works inside you. 
right? Belief, fear. The more I feel the fear, the stronger the belief gets. Belief is very strong. There's more fear. Circling, circling, circling. doesn't matter. Any story will do. But it's the misery right now is the potent one. Okay? So I need you to completely accept that that worst case scenario is actually going to happen. And from there, when, it's, when there's no resistance to it, as you saw with Tony and his ear ringing, when there's no resistance to it, the f- sure, it's actually not a problem. It's like, hey, if it's going to roll out like that, what am I going to do? Fight it? Why would I do that? If it's going to roll out that way, that's my destiny. So what? Bring it on. That's where I need you to be. So that there's no fear around that thing happening. <coughs> now the belief has less potency. Yeah, I can feel that. All right. All right. And the less potency it has, the more our ability to stand back and say, hey, my mind just comes up with that. It hasn't a freaking clue. It hasn't a freaking clue. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But here we are. Let's present the worst case scenario because I'm so familiar with worst case scenario. Let's feel the fear and let's run that loop. And that's what your mind does. Give me the worst case scenario, let me feel the fear, and, and off we go, off we go, off we go. And that's how your personal eye knows itself. Yeah. So I want to break that loop. That's the familiar route. Okay. Great. You can see it. I can. Yes. It's just a thought loop, Thurston. It's just a thought loop. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Just what would you say? Just a thought loop. It's a thought. A thought. Thought well, and emotions are bent together. So. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> You're going to have to do the process. Got it. And then you won't care. You genuinely won't care. Genuinely, if it rolls out like that or not. All right. Last word. Last word. I just snuck in here. Inspiration. Yes. Something touched me in the very beginning is when you first started, you talked about the inspiration of getting people together. Yeah. As awakening people, redistributing the wealth. Yes. And untapped resource for the whole planet. Exactly. And when I look over the last year, my inspirations haven't really, they're kind of, kind of, kind of here and there. You know, kind of, they haven't really sprouted, right? Until the last two months, maybe. You know, we bought a house together. That, that was a declaration. And then we got to have this big Yagya to celebrate it. That came to happen. But what I'm noticing the inspirations that are coming up have to do in that realm. I'm like thinking, it's just terrible the way these pharmaceutical companies are farming humanity, right? For profits. Yes. yes. I want to make a difference in that. Right? All right. Power. You know, we got utility bills. I'm like, there's, there's out there technology for power that nobody has to pay for electricity. You know? Absolutely. That's there. It's here. It's now. It's available. It's not like in the future. That's right. So I want to, there's something in that inspiration coming in. That's kind of, kind of the conversation that I wanted to be in, right? Yes. I want to be in that conversation. Yes. But I, it's more just a declaration. Yes. 
of intent than beautiful. Right. Yeah, it's part of the manifestation of it, the declaration of it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all. That's just, beautiful. I want if that's something that interests you. I would like to hear how you were speaking about the the redeclaration of redeclaration. No, redistribution of wealth among yeah. awakening people. Because we started this kind of class, kind of class that is obviously with Chester and I on meditation, and that was the point of the people that are into the awakening coming together to meditate on certain things that were happening, hurricanes, <laughs> the things that were going on in North Vietnam. And it's kind of just kind of, it's like barely hanging on to a thread right now. You right, know? right. And maybe because of the healing that's had to go on, all the things are showing up. But it's something that's still there. Yes. I'd like yes. something yes. to feed it from yes. here that hasn't been there yet. Yes. So I guess the concern would be Is it coming back? Because <laughs> I, I haven't noticed it. Is the pilot light on? Yeah, the pilot light has been kind of like, it gets on and it turns off, maybe it turns on, or, or it's like builds and then... Do Short-term something. projects seem to just... Yeah. But building something like a foundation... Yeah. Yeah. Seems to... Uh, uh, maybe I should just not be, be patient with it. And it's about networking you with other people who have that pilot light, lighting in full force mm-hmm. for some time. There is a movement called, I should have the name right before I start the sentence, Human Potential. I think it's called Human Potential. And one of the people, like Tony Robbins is in it, but the one who that I think is like, uh, on fire is Jean Houston. Oh, oh Jean Houston. Yeah. I would check her out. I would. Really I, I get meet her. Meet her. She's eighty, but she's like full of beans. Yeah. She's like a twenty-five-year-old with her optimism. Yeah. She, she's she's quite amazing. She's hugely inspirational, and she encourages inspiration in others. She's a visionary. If we right? can net, yeah. Yeah. if we can network you with a, a couple of Jean Houstons. You can help each other because it's about like when you talk about it, I can see I can see your energy field shooting out to connect with somebody and there's nobody there and it falls down. Yeah, it's like they're not there. They're not there. You haven't found your your tribe. That's what I keep telling her. Yeah. 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 I, I would, even if you can get solo time with Jean, I, I would. Okay. I would. There is actually, she's invited like 40, 30 people to her place in Oregon. I just got an email about it, so I, I can send it to you. Maybe you guys can go, you know, and spend a weekend with her. Oh, there you go. She does, she does small groups. I think it's in her home, actually. It's she, in her home, it's in her home in Oregon. Yeah, in Oregon. Yeah, I, I would. I would physically connect with her. I want to see. Her, I, I want her to see you. The, I want her to see you. And somehow, it, something something can be cranked up. We need you to connect to the existing grid that's already already been created by the visionary, inspirational spirits in the world, people in the world. Yeah, 
That's right. There's a flame. Yeah, there's a flame. So it's about you finding, finding people who see that part of you, see that part of you, where you can join in their energy, and 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 it, something yeah, can happen. I like that because I kept thinking I had to build it. Yeah, it's already there. It's already there. Yeah. Yeah, it's already there. Go for it. Track her down. Yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> if you look up human potential on Wikipedia, there's a whole list of people uh, who do this. But but uh, there's, there's something about Gene for you. But there's a whole list of people that you can like cruise around and say, okay, do I check their website? Do I like this one? Do they like who? You know? But uh, I'm just saying... Short list of one, G. <laughs> for starter, for starters. But but she's not alone. So that just so that you see, oh my God, these are all coming at the same inspirational, uh, with different levels of depth. She she's. Yeah. All right, you're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, folks. A residential retreat. There's very few places left on that. Um, that's Sebastian. There is a Saturday and a Sunday in Jacksonville. When? When? Yes, uh, sometime in March. It's oh. just on the website. Just in <laughs> March, a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and where is it? Uh, uh, I I don't know. Um, Riverside. Okay. Uh, there, Saluna, Saluna, some centre called Saluna. Anyway, um, there's a residential that's only just, I don't even know if it's on the website yet. Maybe the dates are. Um, it's, it's in someplace in Ontario. There's a, a four or five day retreat. June, just, Is it June? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, oh, then, then it's in June. Then it's in June in Ontario. That's, that's the other residential. There's one, and there's one in Scotland, and I can't remember when that is. I think it's May. Is it May? Okay, so February, May, and June are the residentials. Very deep dive, the residentials, you know? And how long is the Scotland one? How long is the Scotland one? Four days. Four days, yeah, four days. When is that? In, in May. May. Okay. Amazing. May, Scotland. May, Scotland, yeah. And June is Toronto. Okay, that's the residentials for, for 2019. And then just keep an eye on my website or join the newsletter or, you know. Do you want to work with you individually? After, after the book's written. In the new year. Yeah, there's a scheduled private time with Jack on my website. Um, um, yeah. There's just it, not it, much of just, that time. There's just not much of that time, yes, exactly. So that's that's kind of the gig, really. Much love to you all. Thank you, and thank you for like, doing great shows. Thank you. Thank you.